Hold on one second. There's Marks here. Uh, now we still got five minutes. So I'll keep playing. That. Destiny will be here in a minute. Uh, good Why to- can I only hear music? You can hear me. You should be able to hear me now, right? Can you not hear me? Okay, well, that would be... Okay, hold on. That that should be... Hold on. I see my thing moving, so that's on your end. Uh, you need to change your... Hold on. Let's see. Change. I can hear you now properly. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, I was going to say, hear, uh, I, I think I'm okay. Music over the top yeah, I was going to say, I think you could... I think that's on your end, because I, th- I, I was fucked up for about 20 oh, minutes know, beforehand. Uh, you're not the man I would rate as the most... <laughs> well, I know, yeah, I know, usually... I've ever come across. Usually... It's my fault when it comes to tech, but no, nah, I just messed up for 20 straight minutes. That's why I was like, no, nah, I think I have it. Uh, well, I think but, it was messing up for several straight days last time well, we tried to do this, wasn't it? You were caught in some snowstorm, cucked by the weather itself. Cucked by God himself, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody doesn't want me to have this debate, it seems. Uh, we had, you know, we had to reschedule, of course, the original. And then I wanted to have it for a long time before that, too. Uh, and we, you know, this has been like almost a two year, maybe a full two year thing, honestly, at this point, like it's been, it's been a while. So it's been tiresome. It's been tiresome. So tiresome. All right. Now, um, (laughs) it was tiresome that snow the other day. I'll tell you that. All right. Now, yes, yes. (laughs) Not my thing. All right. So, uh, I imagine, (laughs) go ahead. I could make a very good joke here, but I'm not Uh going to because you're the moderator. (laughs) Uh, yeah, you're supposed to be nice to the ref. What the fuck? I All know, right. I know. That's why I didn't make the joke. <laughs> All right, so he has the link. So you know, we still got about three minutes. Um, you know, I don't know. Well, I'll just, I'll just play this music. I've man. opened this can of Red Bull for nothing, Ralph. I am um, flying yeah. to wherever you live, um, and you are going right. in the harshest headlock ever um. known to man. <laughs> I will literally crush the wind out of you. (laughs) I'm quite, I would be shocked if you didn't show up. Oh, you know what I can do, though? Let me switch over to the debate panel. Oh, that looks crazy. Hold on, let me, um, let me fix that. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. I had a good Christmas. Baby on the way, marital bliss and all that. That's right. Yeah, actually, I did. It was, uh, it was great. I actually went up to, uh, upstate New York. Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, it, just for a second, I, I'm just trying to fix this uh, where we can get it pinned and everything will look uh, just dandy here. Okay, now on that one, now we'll have to change it on. The, this is a little bit meta, but basically I have to Maybe change. Maybe I'll just debate myself for the next uh, two oh, hours. Oh, no, no, I have to... Uh... <laughs> Go ahead. Bog 1v1 sent $3. Mark, he'll crack a Red Bull for you, mate. All right. Now, uh, now let's see. Why is it on the... Okay. There we go. Now it has... Is anyone still here? Am I yes. the only person here? What is happening? No, you can still hear me, right? Can he not hear me now? Uh, oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, I accidentally muted myself, too. I was just turning off. I had to turn off the camera so I could even everything out here. Basically, I'm trying to get everything on the right side. It's, if this all goes wrong again, shall I just uh, debate myself? Yes, I think so. I think that would be good, actually. All right, now, uh, let's see. So your pen, I'm just trying to make sure I got you on the right side. That's the... Um, Okay. You'd think somebody who's been doing this as long as you have, Ralph, would it be like a well, smooth professional it's kinda, experience? It's kind of complicated because I have to pin each one until he gets here. I can't pin him, but um, 
Anyway. Make sure if you're in the chat watching this that you're subscribed to my Odyssey channel. That would be what is your Odyssey channel? To do. What is my? How are they going to know? You mean, what do you mean? Even... Would they have to? They're going to. What do you mean? You're just throwing out your channel. They have to you have to say the name of it. My Odyssey channel is just Mark Collins. Well, I mean, I knew that, but I mean, you didn't say that. Well, I, I would, I would hope that since I'm a guest, my channel will be promoted somewhere I did, I during did. tonight's show because I, I'm not one of these. That. I'm not one of these people who's still allowed on YouTube. You see, because strangely enough, coincidentally, John enough, Bolton sent three dollars. Damn, Mark, you have aged like a bottle of wine, mate. Looking sharp. Oh wow! Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. I tell you what, ages you the worst. Is children. <laughs> I was looking great until I had a child two and a half years later. It's gone downhill very rapidly. I know. Let's see. Also. Okay. All right. So we're just waiting on There's my uh, There's my uh, channel in the chat, everybody. So. There you go. Yeah, if you just type in the chat, it'll pop up. And they can follow that right there. And Gate is there. Gate is actually here. That's good. That's good. By the way, get... Why is the person don't spam buy Bitcoin? That's please stop that. Whoever's doing that, don't ban them outright. But I just please stop. We see that. At least just type one line at a time if you're gonna say that repeatedly. Buy Bitcoin. Well, it might not be a bad time to. Well, buy. it's not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree. I don't necessarily disagree with the advice, but like, just there you go. Okay, cool. Buy the dip. That's the point. Just put one line at a time. Is all I'm saying. I think that is a man with advice. your financial power. Ethan yeah. has yeah. probably got hundreds of bitcoins stashed away. Yeah, I got donated uh, half a bitcoin actually by that guy who killed himself. Wow, uh, well, well done! So yeah, I was going to say you don't look like you're starving. Nah, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got my new truck yesterday or day before yesterday. Yeah, I saw. I saw. saw that. That's a pretty nice one. Um, all right, so. We can just, uh, I don't know what. Uh, okay, go ahead, Bolton. John Bolton sent $3. Mark Tony Blair becoming Sir Tony Blair war uh, criminal and Assange in the binge for telling the truth and he takes. Yeah, of course. I did an entire video on this last week. That's why you should be subscribed to my Odyssey channel. Tony Blair being knight is an absolute disgrace, but make no mistake, this was completely down to the queen. The queen, it was all on her head. She decided this. He is now going to be a member of the Order of the Garter, which is actually the highest knighthood, the highest honour that the Queen can actually bestow. It's completely her decision to do this. This isn't influenced by ministers or anyone else. She chose this. It's an absolute disgrace, but it tells you one thing. The royal family are basically filthy multiculturalists and globalists who are really spitting in the faces of the British public. Tony Blair took us into Iraq on a lie. 183 British service personnel died in that war. The war cost us £8.4 billion. And on top of that, nearly 3,600 service personnel returned home wounded. And that was all based on a lie. And in the Chilcot inquiry, it came out that Blair lied. He knew he was lying. He ordered memos to be burnt to cover up his lies. And when all was said and done, He's now being honoured for this. The guy is a Zionist, globalist, warmonger. He should be rotting in a jail, not getting the highest honour that the monarchy can bestow on an individual. It's absolutely sickening. If you're still supporting the monarchy after this, you need to give your head a wobble. <laughs> I like that phrase. You don't hear that one over here in the States. Uh, all right, now, uh, I did just talk to Destiny. He's going to join uh, soon. Uh, I hope so. 
Well, I thought it was clear it was four, but look, these things happen. It was clear it was four, and basically, if this was being scored in points, I would be getting a point now for actually being on John time. Bolton sent $3 made Jeffrey Pepstein and her lovely son that can't sweat, ha ha. Jokes aside, you could say that the wars in the Middle East have been devastating for the Europeans' TBF. I mean, Destiny's probably just sat there making more of his mega bucks off his uh, official YouTube channel that you can subscribe to and make donations to because, you know, spouting the official state narrative obviously pays far more than uh, (laughs) opposing it. Now, uh, and so we're going to do opening statements uh, here. Indeed. uh, Who goes first? Well, I don't know. I really just kind of usually just pick off the top of my head. While we start the show, um, but I think do you, would you like to go first? I'm fine. I don't mind. I okay, don't mind. I think that'd be good. Uh, that'd be fair. Uh, all right, let me let him in. Hello. Now let me also pin him to the screen here, so we can uh, so we can see. And then I'll turn my camera on. Go ahead, Destiny. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Excellent. All right. Now I think. There it is. Wow. It, it looks smooth. It looks great. Uh, both you gentlemen here on the screen. Uh, welcome back to the Killstream Destiny. Uh, you know how we do it here. We're going to do uh, intro statements, and I'm going to turn this off. Right $3 hope Destiny is on meth. Okay. You might talk some sense. All right. Now, I'll turn that off. Now, we'll, we'll turn it on later at a certain point. Uh, but we're going to do opening statements. Uh, the topic is white genocide. Uh, should, I, should I see what how Wikipedia... For people who don't know about this, maybe, uh, just what white... We've talked about white genocide before, of course, uh, but this is how Wikipedia describes it. Uh, And take that for what it's worth, of course, too. Uh, The white genocide, white extinction, or white replacement conspiracy theory theory is a white supremacist... That's how they describe it. Is a white supremacist conspiracy theory which states that there is a deliberate plot, often blamed on uh, Jews, is what it says here, to promote miscegenation, interracial marriage, mass mass non-white immigration, Racial integration, low fertility rates, abortion, governmental land confiscation from whites, organized violence, and eliminationism in white-founded countries in order to cause the extinction extinction of whites through forced assimilation, mass, mass immigration, and violent genocide. Less frequently, black people, Hispanics, and Muslims are blamed for the secret plot, but merely as more fertile immigrants, invaders, or violent aggressors rather than the masterminds. Now I'm going to give it uh, to Mark to take on, uh, describe the issue, how you think it is. Now that's how Wikipedia describes it. Uh, now white genocide Side, uh, take it however you want uh, with your opening statement. We're going to cover the whole issue and some of those topics, and, and if that's the truth or whatever. Now, go ahead. Uh, Thank you very much. White genocide or the demographic replacement of those of European descent is a phenomenon that every Western nation faces. Originally, those who spoke about this topic were branded as a conspiracy theorists. However, the reality of white people becoming a minority in their ancestral homelands is no longer regarded in that manner. Now, rather than being called a conspiracy theory, white replacement is openly celebrated by the establishment, the media, those in the corporate sector, those who control social media, and leading liberal commentators. White replacement is taking place. The only two issues up for debate is whether this replacement is part of a planned and concerted effort to reduce white people to minorities, and secondly, whether white people becoming a minority is a good thing or not. However, when I say these issues are up for debate, that is rather erroneous, as all forms of debate on this issue are shut down by the mainstream media, 
social media companies, big business, and even governments attempt to criminalize those who push back against such demographic change. This fact alone is enough to prove that white replacement is not just an accident, but that the powers that be endorse it. But let's look at the UK figures on demographic replacement, as they are very illuminating. In 1950, there were fewer than 20,000 non-whites in Britain, the vast majority of whom were first-generation immigrants. In other words, they weren't born here. These people made up just 0.04% of the population. By 2011, the time of the last census, the non-white population of Britain had risen to over 8 million and accounted for around 13% of the population. To put this into perspective, in just over 60 years, the non-white population of Britain has grown over 400-fold. This is a planned social experiment on an unprecedented level. And to put it into a historical perspective, more people arrive in Britain each year under the current government than arrived here between 1066, the last time we were successfully invaded, and 1939, the beginning of the Second World War. Mass immigration, which is the primary means by which this demographic change has been brought about, is not natural, it is a post-war phenomenon, and it was completely manufactured, managed, and accelerated by the establishment for political, social, and financial purposes. So that just leaves one point up for debate. Is this demographic change good? Well, white people all over the world and especially in the UK, have consistently shown they don't want this change. Whether that has been demonstrated in polls, in their habits such as white flights, or in voting patterns. Despite this though, both sides of the illusory political divide have supported this demographic replacement. And the constant narrative from the mainstream media is that white people must accept immigration and embrace it, or else. The consequences of this replacement for white people in the UK have been, on balance, profoundly negative. Whilst white people are constantly told that minorities must be given special privileges and a leg up, when white people become a minority in towns and cities, they do not benefit from their minority status. They receive no protections and are often treated appallingly as worse than second-class citizens. And the establishment and the media are regularly complicit in covering up crimes against white people that are perpetrated by those not indigenous to the British Isles. If white people are reduced to minorities, they will not be celebrated and protected. But instead, they will be a hated and despised minority that will be repeatedly blamed for all the ills and all the failings of the multicultural state in which they live. I advocate for the UK and for other Western nations to remain places where people of European descent are a supermajority, and where their cultures and traditions remain dominant. And I believe this is not just best for Europeans, but it is best for all peoples from all over the world. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that, getting us started here. Uh, Destiny, again, welcome back to the show, and uh, you can go ahead and do your opening now. Yeah, when people talk about white genocide, I think the biggest uh, hang-up that they have is establishing the attentionality part. Um, I think that there are a lot of reasons why immigration benefits a society, uh, especially economic ones. And I think that there are a lot of people that support immigration throughout all of society, uh, all without having white genocidal reasons. So the establishment of an intentionality, I think, is a pretty important part of genocide, if we agree with the 
um, I forget which conference it was that established like genocide as a thing, but the intentionality part is pretty important. Um, one of the reasons why, or the main reason why talking about kind of white genocide, I think is a pretty boring topic or a topic that isn't very relevant to modern day debate is, or, or even political conversations is that uh, there's not really anything you can do about it at this point. Uh, the idea of trying to, uh, block all immigration based on a certain skin color or the idea of even getting the majority of the public to support such a policy is basically impossible. Um, and I think that the framing around a lot of these topics of there are secret people trying to get uh, white people to be a minority, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I just don't think it's very productive to getting to an actual good place in terms of public policy or discourse. I do agree that there are problems, uh, even problems faced by white people uniquely, maybe um, in certain countries in the West, but I don't think that the solution to these problems is some fantastical border policy that has zero chance of passing in almost any uh, relevant country. I think that instead it's probably better that we talk about those specific problems and then the policy positions we would need to adopt to address those problems. Um, and then, yeah, that's all I got. Now, what now? What do you say to that, Mark? He kind of just says not even. I mean, he didn't say it was not a big deal necessarily, but the, the ship has kind of sailed on it. Oh, he, he didn't really say anything, did he? Well, I mean, he didn't really say anything other than, well, it's sort of going to happen and you can't really stop it. And that's it. So well, white people coming a minority is going to happen. The white genocide. It, so wait, so, is, wait. Think, so, yeah. so let's establish this. You do believe that white people will become a minority. That is actually happening. So when you, you define white people with the one drop rule, then like mathematically, of course, that's always going to happen. If any so amount of Hispanic believe, or black so blood makes you Hispanic or black, then you're necessarily you going to, to have say a, You don't need blood. to say a thousand words very quickly. All you Your opening speech is like five minutes long. I don't know why well, you would you use You don't me need to say a thousand words very quickly. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to establish sure. you are accepting that white people in Western nations are becoming minorities and the likelihood is that if trends continue white people in nations like britain uh, france germany united states wherever will be a minority and will no longer hold majority status you agree with that uh, um based on how you define white people yeah of course based on how i define white people we're not going into uh sargon-esque definitions here are we destiny well if a black person and a white person have a child what kind of child is that child it's mixed race. What would you consider a mi mixed race would be non-white to you, right? Mixed race would be mixed race. It's well. Hold on, no, 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 no. Hold on. No, no. You can't push me on an answer and not answer a very simple no, question. I'm, I'm answering white or non-white. I'm answering yeah. the question. I'm answering the question. Uh -huh. It's quite simple. Whenever a child is born that is mixed race, I classify them as mixed race. I classify them as somebody who's of mixed race origin. It's generally the media and the establishment that defines anyone who is mixed race as black. So, for example, Obama is not black. Obama is mixed race, yet he is widely categorized as the, as the first um, African-American president, when in fact he's mixed race. I'm saying they're mixed race. And when we say that white people are going to become a minority, that obviously means that people of European descent who are wholly of European descent will become a minority. That's quite simple. Sure, but by that definition then, isn't literally everybody being genocided, black people and Hispanic people and every other minority group? Because the more interracial marriages that happen... What a ridiculous if, point. Hold on, so I need you all the way... Hold on, wait, I didn't even finish my question. I know that you might be used to steamrolling people because you don't talk I'm to not, I'm people. not used to steamrolling people. Sure, so well, let, me, let me finish my... Let me, I, finish I just noticed how slippery you're getting. You're getting away from what I'm we're not, talking I'm not about being slippery. I just want to... 
the problem is by the certain premises that you lay out for the argument, you're almost begging the question, right? So with any person that has a child with a white person, if that child is considered non-white and we have multiple ethnic groups mixing together and we're trying to use this framing to say, well, there's a white genocide happening. Well, if a mixed race child is not a white child and you're telling me now that a mixed race black child is not a black child, they're mixed race, then it kind of sounds like everybody's being genocided. Now, I don't think you want to own that conclusion because obviously it weakens the white genocide point. But would you not agree then that if a lot of Hispanic and black people and white people are all interracially marriaging and having kids that kind of every race is being genocided? No, because it's different because what we're talking about here, we're talking about nations where white people are either indigenous or white people were the founders of those nations. And the white people in those nations are being reduced to minority. So here in Britain, white people are indigenous. So the English, the Irish, the Scots and the Welsh are the indigenous people and they are being reduced to minority status. You don't have, say, Nigerians being reduced to a minority status in Nigeria. So it's a completely different point. You know, it is you're just being intentionally slippery. And what I'm trying to establish is that you do agree that white people in Western nations are becoming a minority. Okay. So it's a yes or no, really, isn't it? Okay. Well, so I understand that you have a dialogue tree that you usually like to run people down. Don't call me slippery just because I'm trying to engage with your questions on more than just. I'm yes not calling no. you slippery because you're trying to engage with my questions. I'm calling you slippery because you're not trying to engage with my questions. So initially, you said that there was a planned genocide of white people. Okay, you said there was a planned genocide of white people, and then you said mixed race children don't count as white. That's fair. Okay, we might end up agreeing finally on everything you're saying. I'm just trying to make sure we have all of our terms and everything straight. Okay, now you're telling me that it's not so much that white people are being genocided; it's that the indigenous or founders of a certain nation, which may be white people, are being genocided. There might be minority genocides going along uh, going on as well because of interracial dating and uh, children making and everything but you don't care as much about those genocides as you do about the white genocide is, is that no what i'm saying is that i don't believe it is a good thing for white people to reduce to minority status for a variety of different reasons which we can get into okay. but what i am clearly stating or trying to ask you is you accept that white people people of european descent are becoming minorities in Western countries. That seems to be the case, yes. We, if we are ignoring mixed-race children, then yes, white people seem to probably be becoming minorities. Of okay, so we agree on that. We agree on that. So what we probably don't agree on then is whether that is intentional. But what I would say to you is, you are you streaming this on YouTube? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How many subscribers have you got? Uh, why is that relevant to this conversation? I'm just asking. Just, uh, just asking. Uh, 40,000. 40,000 subscribers What watching now or I thought you had more than 40,000 subscribers. If you know how many I have, then why are you asking me? Because it's interesting <laughs> to see. You see, the point that I'm getting to yeah. is a lot of this can be seen as intentional simply by the effort that the establishment including, as I said, the corporate sector, social media, um, the mainstream media and the government, the effort they go to to actually prevent not people talking about white people becoming a minority, because that is something that's accepted now. Stop people complaining about it. So, for example, you're on YouTube with your many hundreds of thousands of subscribers with a monetized account, and you are admitting that replacement migration is taking place. But because you favor that, you are allowed to keep your account. Whereas people like myself, who spoke within the law, within the legal limits, about similar things, and obviously speaking within the legal limits in Britain, 
means that any YouTube account would easily be within legal limits in America, get completely taken down. And that does prove that there is a major drive by the establishment, which big social media companies are part of, to silence people like myself who disagree with white people becoming a minority, whereas voices like yourself who actually celebrate this are amplified. Okay, so a few things. So one, when you say admitting that replacement migration is taking place, um, I don't know if you mean replacement migration in an intentionality point or or not intentional. Uh, that's a pretty important part of that. In terms of admitting replacement migration is in place, I think everybody it, it will quote unquote admit this. It's not something to be admitted. You can just look at statistics. Um, anybody in the left or right, any economist, any sociologist, anybody will say, well, yeah, of course, necessarily as more people from other races migrate and people intermarry, there's going to be a less proportional amount of white people in any given majority white country where immigration is coming from non-majority white places. Number one. Number two, you say within the law, within the legal limits, it's not really relevant to YouTube or any other types of online conversations because they don't function as an arm of the law. They have their own individual terms of services, which they can or cannot ban people for. Now, we can have a discussion on what those TOSs should be, but any appeal to legality is not really relevant when we're talking about what's allowed or not allowed on certain platforms. And then finally, the conclusion that you draw is a massive non sequitur. Just because a conversation is blocked in a certain platform doesn't mean that people are implicitly admitting that that conversation is true. Um, there might be a whole bunch of people getting banned. Well, let, hold on, let me finish my response i'm not squeaking okay you are squeaking are you okay you're you are squeaking can i finish my response to you when 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 you jump in on personal attacks and you call me slippery and stuff i'm giving you advice the appearance to both me and the audience is that you feel like you're weak on your points you have to attack me personally no because no, you're not no, used no. to engaging with you, somebody that can actually well wrestle points known. okay you're and that, well I'm just, known for sure. squeaking and slipping out of things okay i'm i'm just putting that out on the floor you can engage with if you want to or not okay so the third thing you said is a non sequitur right intentional efforts to suppress a certain conversation does not necessarily mean that that particular topic is true or people don't want to admit it's true. For instance, if YouTube decided to ban all talk of like, I don't know what you believe in that, but like if Hillary Clinton being a reptile, just because they're banning that talk doesn't mean, wow, it, obviously she is a reptile because it's getting banned. You need another connector there. That doesn't logically follow. Okay. No, no, you, that's, that's not what I'm saying. That is exactly what you no, just said. Yeah, what I'm is. saying is, on YouTube, and it's not just YouTube, you just said a single platform, it's every platform, it's every platform. So you have YouTube, you have Facebook, you have Twitter, you have all social media sites, except for sort of renegade social media sites, like say BitChute or Odyssey or Telegram, which you know are pressured to follow suit and to some degree have to with certain commentators. All of them hold a line whereby people are encouraged to celebrate this demographic change. And I'll give you an example. There are videos on YouTube of content creators saying, oh, I went to London and white people are a massive minority in London and this is great and we should celebrate it. This is fantastic. Yet, if you go to London and say, well, white people, they're a minority here now. I, I think London's lost a little bit of its character. It's not as British anymore. It's not as English. Then you would be banned. And that is done on a blanket level across mainstream social networks. That is done on a blanket level in the media. And what we are seeing here is anybody who advocates for white people to remain a supermajority in their ancestral homelands is being shut down, which does 
point to there being intentionality because there is a widespread campaign to stop white people organizing along ethnic lines and to stop white people advocating for their own interests whereas every other racial group is allowed to advocate for their interests and is actually encouraged to organize along ethnic or racial lines okay so you restated what I just said was a was, what didn't logically follow, but I'll restate it, and then you tell me if you agree or not. I guess we can move from here. So you're saying that because people are banned from a multitude of platforms for trying to talk about X, since they're banned from talking about that, X must be true. This is basically what you're saying, right? No. Do you want me to state what I've said again, but quicker? So we're not, like, eating up the entire Yeah, go ahead, do that. Yeah, that. state it again, but quicker. Yeah. Right. You can talk, you can talk on social media about whites becoming a minority, but only if you support whites becoming a minority. So social media doesn't ban you from talking about whites becoming a minority. They only ban you if you disagree with that happening or wish to in any way advocate against that so this isn't like some mad thing what you're trying to paint it as you're trying to say well if youtube bans you from saying hillary clinton's a lizard that doesn't mean hillary clinton's a lizard no that's what you're doing there is you're drawing a false equivalence to try and derail this into some kind of comedy because you can't answer what i'm saying i'm just i'm i haven't even i'm trying to understand your question i'm not trying to derail anything now what do you say for example like there might be an editorial where they talk about the browning of america or whatever or they talk about you know whites are going to be a minority and i've seen these myself and they're celebrating it right it's in the new york times i'm not not disagreeing with that well yeah i'm just asking what do you say about that though like i mean yeah, I'm not even yeah, saying you're taking issue with it. I think it's okay. a lot of dumb right. shit that gets banned for because of what advertisers think is friendly or whatever, or what the most okay. people will support without canceling somebody. Um, but I agree that a lot of that is cringe. However, just because platforms, even if it's every platform in the world, is not platforming a certain type of speech, that doesn't necessarily mean that there is some truth that those people are getting at. There could be a variety of reasons for why they're banning that speech, not just because they're trying to hide the truth. That's all I'm trying to say. No, 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 wait. You have just earlier on in this in this very debate accepted that white people are becoming a minority. You support that. You are a multiculturalist. Hence, you are allowed to keep your 400,000 strong YouTube army, make lots of money, have monetized videos. But if somebody came on... YouTube today, if I started another YouTube channel, I had 100,000 subs, mine initially got shadow banned, then demonetized, then banned altogether. All channels that say exactly the same, come from the same starting point as you do, that this is happening, but then say we disagree with it happening, are banned. So what you're seeing here is a concerted effort across all platforms to stop anyone talking about demographic change. I, I, I acknowledge negative- all of this, but what I'm saying is, because you're trying to say that because that's happening, either people don't want people to know that it's true or they're ban- banning it because there's some intentionality there that they're trying to hide. What I'm trying to say is there's an alternative explanation, and it might just be that this particular type of speech is so unpopular that there are pressure from that there's pressure on advertisers not to host this type of speech. But it's That's not so unpopular. It's not so unpopular because when I had a channel, I had videos with millions of views. When I had a channel, I was gaining a thousand subscribers a week until YouTube shadow banned it. There are plenty of people out there 
talking about this that are very popular. It's not that it's not popular. Trump got kicked off Twitter. He was very, very popular. He was the president. It's not a matter of popularity. It's this isn't just down to some sort of series of unfortunate coincidences. There is intentionality here. And you only have to be um, a mildly intelligent person who can join up dots to see that. The, what I'm trying to tell you is it's possible that you can get views or you can get like millions of views on videos. What I'm saying is this particular type of speech is so unpopular, not that nobody will see it, but there's enough of a public backlash against it that advertisers might want to say, hey, we don't want to be involved in advertising here or we don't want to be involved in this particular thing. And that sort of public pressure is usually what gets this type of content. Delisted. So you're saying now you can have millions of views. You can have a 96, 97% positive ratio. People love your videos but you'll get banned because the 3% who are disliking your video are so powerful that the advertisers will listen to them, YouTube will listen to them, and your speech goes down the toilet. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. We'll see if you can engage in good faith. Do you think only 3% of people in society are offended by views related to white nationalism or uh, ethnic majority white people needing to be a necessity for the future of, uh, of countries' destinies? Like, do you think only 3% of people in society are offended by that? Because you said you made it sound like just because you're getting 97% thumbs up or whatever doesn't, yeah, on the videos mean, with millions of views. doesn't necessarily mean that the overwhelming amount of people support that type of speech or even want to see it on these types of platforms. But <laughs> you see, what you're saying here is that there is a group of people who are undefined who are apparently seeing these videos that didn't like it but didn't say anything about it and because of that group of people the videos have to be removed well that doesn't really make a lot of sense it's the same with trump you know huge huge amount of support roughly half of americans supporting him maybe more depending on what you believe removed from all social networks now that tells you that this isn't being done this mass deplatforming isn't being driven by large majorities, it is being driven by small vocal minorities or a tiny minority of people who are in control of platforms that have a very politicized agenda. And part of that agenda is ensuring that white people don't advocate for themselves. I don't know who that tiny minority of people could be, but I'm sure somebody in the chat can help us out with that. So you legitimately believe then that that type of speech, that over 50% of people that, that are on YouTube are in favor of seeing stuff related to like white nationalism or white supremacy, that these are ideas that they would find palatable to be on YouTube. I didn't, say, I didn't say white supremacy. I said white people advocating for their own interests. You then injected white supremacy to make my very, very, more very salacious. hard to find one without the other, right? I can have a conversation. I'm not a white su- where, where, where I don't know if you are or not, but half of what you said in this conversation is like kind of not true. So for instance, when you say white people can't have or advocate on their own ethnic lines or whatever, I've had conversations about that before and I haven't gotten banned anywhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When I say white... But, 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 but hold on, but like the problem is that oftentimes this is paired with other types of speech, and that's why these people end up getting deplatformed. Is they're not just saying like, "Hey, like you know, black people have their own groups, Asian people have their own groups." Like Asian people, a whole bunch of different people. Why can they have their own group and white people can have their own group? I've had conversations like this before, and I don't get deplatformed on any of these platforms. So my guess is, is that when you say, "Well, you can't have these conversations," it's because there's usually other things that go along with it, like the little joke you just made about, "Well, there's a certain minority of people that are controlling these things. I wonder who they are." That's generally the case. No, no, no. Number one, you don't get deplatformed because you are an establishment mouthpiece. You support what the establishment is saying, and you're leading a group of people who all support you um, down a road of sort of mocking white advocacy. That's the first thing. Secondly, secondly, making jokes 
it shouldn't really be illegal, should it? And no thirdly, talking about people who advocate for white people as a group don't just face losing their social media accounts. They face losing their jobs. They face all manner of uh, social problems which are leveled at them by a small and very aggressive minority of people who seek to silence them. But the same minority group that seek to silence whites who advocate for themselves raise up and amplify the voices of other ethnic groups that seek to advocate for their rights and their interests, which exposes another massive hypocrisy. So if somebody came on this stream and said that a black man came on the stream and said that they're advocating for black rights, they're advocating for black people in America or Britain uh, as a racial or ethnic group, nobody would bat an eyelid. But society has been conditioned by a small group of people who have taken control of the media, social media, etc., to basically turn a blind eye or walk away from anyone who says they advocate for white interests because if you say you advocate for white interests there are social consequences we are shut down for advocating for our own group which in the current uh, you know larger political sphere is massively hypocritical because everyone else is advocating for their racial group so when we talk about cancel culture, I don't think that this is driven by just a small minority of people. When you talk about people can lose their jobs or they can get deplatformed from large platforms, like I'm pretty sure that the pressure here is pretty massive. It's not just 3% of the society that agrees uh, with these certain ideas. There's a lot of people that participate in this type of stuff. And I think when you look at like the adpocalypse in what, like 2017 and YouTube over like family friendly content and stuff or all of the weird um, stuff going on with children, like a lot of this stuff isn't just like a, a small minority of people that are shadow controlling the, you know, the cabal trying to control everything from behind the scenes. I think there are genuinely a lot of big social movements that push in certain directions. Now, maybe you'll say they exist, but they're controlled by a minority of people, I guess. Um, but I, I don't think that it's just like a few people that are driving this. I think that there's a huge cultural consensus around some of these ideas. And then that pushes advertisers to act in certain ways. And then that pushes platforms to act in certain ways. I think that's a far more believable explanation than, there is like a, a, the shadow cabal unless we can find them or i guess unless you could show me them um but maybe that'll be the next part of the conversation we're, we're moving on to. well I, I was gonna say we did i you know i made a notation here the intentional part right that is a big part that we haven't really delved mm -hmm. into at this part uh, at this point uh yet so why don't we do it now uh, well, Mark, no, I mean, what, I mean, i'll talk another point about this okay. intentionality yeah that's um, kind of i'll talk would, another point about this intentionality sure. i'll give you a great example if Let's, uh, everyone knows that I work in design. If I started Marky C's Magical Design Company tomorrow and put up a job application saying um, only white people are welcome for this job or saying that, say, black people are not welcome at my company, I don't want to employ them, I wouldn't do such a thing, but if I did, there would be absolute uproar and outrage. But... In Western nations such as Britain, you do have examples where white people are excluded from certain jobs, uh, certain positions in the state, certain positions in the media. White people are openly discriminated against in a number of ways, and they're the only people who can be discriminated against. Now, at this point, you've well, either got to say... a clarifying question? So in the United Kingdom, you're telling me it's legal to discriminate on the basis of race against white people can no, you no. do that for a it's job illegal. it's illegal it's illegal to discriminate on the basis of race but that is something that doesn't seem to apply when it comes to white people so i'll give you an example the fire service in england they changed their 
testing. So you needed 90% on the admission test to get in if you're a white male, 80% if you're a white female, and 70% if you were somebody from an ethnic minority background. Now, that's clear discrimination. Yet those things are basically rubber-stamped and endorsed by the same people by the same people who say that they want no more discrimination and they want equality. That isn't equality. And what's happening here is a system of discrimination, just like I was talking about on social media, a system of discrimination that discriminates against white people, turns white people into second-class citizens. And again, this is endorsed by social media, because you can't talk about it on social media. This is endorsed largely by the mainstream media in the state. Now, do you agree with that kind of discrimination? Um, I would have to see in terms of like uh, affirmative action, basically, is what you're talking about. Um, uh, I, 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 would, I don't know. I would, I would have to see how it plays out in the UK. I can speak to US laws a lot better, but my understanding is in the UK, I don't think you're allowed to engage in this type of discrimination. But well, um, It does happen. I mean, even the BBC have posted job adverts specifically for people who are so, not yeah, so indigenous quick, Saying it does happen doesn't mean that it's legal or allowed. There are a lot of things that do happen everywhere, right? So I'm not interested in, like, it happened one time, but more so, like, a, as a rule, like, this is something that's become legal or this is something that's been culturally accepted. Um, these are, like, far different than this has But it happened. is culturally accepted. That's what I'm saying. Discriminating against white people is culturally accepted in, ter- in terms of hold on, stop broadening the conversation in terms of like job applications or like tenants that can live in areas my understanding is in the way of the united states and i'm pretty sure it's similar in the uk there are certain classes that you're not allowed to discriminate on no matter what you can't say renting a house to only black people only asian people only white people my understanding is i, I think that's similar in the uk now affirmative action falls under a special different thing we use for some universities i don't know if you guys have that for certain types of jobs as well maybe you do maybe you don't so i can't i can't speak to british law as well as i can to u.s law but um, regardless, even if these things do exist, we haven't gotten anywhere near the intentionality aspect of like a white genocide or a white discrimination. There okay, are other plausible explanations for why we enact these types of policies let me, let that aren't just white genocide. Let me explain in simple terms. Let me explain in simple terms. Laws are enacted to bring about um, fairness to end discrimination, supposedly. And these laws prevent you from advertising a job on the basis of ethnicity. But then once that law has been enacted, usually another law is enacted alongside it, which states, despite what they've said earlier, that you can't actually discriminate in the workplace on the basis of race, every workplace has to take so many quotas of people. So in fact, they are discriminating on the basis of race, but only in the benefit of people who aren't white. You understand that. That's a very simple point. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I, I never take anything from people like you on face value. No, so but when you tell me, you, you understand that way. If you, hold on, hold on, let me just say, okay, because you keep throwing so much together. When you talk about like, the BBC is hiring certain people, right? If you're saying that like the BBC is looking for like a reporter to report in a certain area that has to match like ethnicity there, I can agree with that. I think that that's an okay thing. Even in the United States, we have exceptions for stuff like that. For instance, when you're an, if you're, if you wanted to make a documentary about Martin Luther King, you're allowed to discriminate there when it comes to hiring an actor. It doesn't have to be equal opportunity. You're not going to have a, an Asian woman playing Martin Luther King in a movie, right? Much the same that there are certain limited exceptions where asking for people of a certain background... Why not? Why not? You've got, you've got black it's, people playing English kings and queens now. Why can't a white person play Martin Luther King? 
hilarious. So there are certain times where it makes sense for some question. forms of like discrimination to be okay. So when you when you're saying BBC job postings, it's making me wonder if they were looking for reporters, reporters in areas. In which case, I can understand it. If you want to have a broader conversation about affirmative action, I mean, I, largely I'm not necessarily in favor of affirmative action. There are some cases where I can see it being the case, but when you when you bring up BBC job offerings, that's this is what is coming to mind for me. And it sounds to me like you agree that there are larger laws in the UK that make it illegal to uh, hire somebody or not hire somebody, at least on the basis of race or sex, or there's probably other protected classes in the UK as well. So if it has happened before, I would probably disagree with it. If it, if some people are pushing forward, I would probably disagree with that. But this still doesn't get us anywhere near the intentionality aspect of white genocide. I really like the way you say an awful lot of words very quickly, yet say nothing of substance. That's okay. a real skill. If, I ever, if I ever say something and you don't understand what I'm saying, I can oh, break I down whatever. Okay. Every word I say is very what intentional. I, and if you don't understand it, you're not following something, just tell me and I will re-explain it for you. Okay? I'm not just talking. In, into the right. you, stated, you stated that... Um, you know, a white person shouldn't play a role like Martin Luther King, yet black people are now playing the roles of, you know, English kings and queens. The fact is, that's another interesting point that you raised yourself that defeats your own argument, that when a black person plays a white historical character, everyone cheers and applauds in the press, the media, on social media. If you speak out against it, you get into trouble. Whereas if Mel Gibson was, uh, you know, cast to play Martin Luther King, there'd be outrage. You could not have, you, even, you could not have a white person play a black person, and you know, I'm, I, I never, I never said that a white person couldn't play MLK if they wanted to. I'm just saying that you have the option to discriminate there for artistic purposes or for I'd other love purposes to see in the United Mel States. As Martin Luther King. Sure, if you want to. Also, are there, so are you saying there are black people playing like historically accurate English kings? Are you talking about yeah. like Lord of the Rings or like like fictional things? No, I'm talking. There was a black actress recently cast to play Anne Boleyn. Okay, I mean, if oh, I didn't see that, can, uh, but I, like. But I mean, like, if, white, if I'm saying that if white people want to play history, white people being erased from their own history, okay. I did a video on that. All, I'm, all, I'm, saying, all yeah. I'm saying is that if you want to discriminate on the basis of race for some things, like for instance, hiring actors or whatever, then you have the opportunity to do that as somebody that's hiring out that type of talent. Right. My point was that the first thing the establishment does is say there is no discrimination on the basis of race. Everything has to be done on the basis of people's skills and people's ability. And that on the surface sounds very good and very fair. You have an ability-based system. So the best person, the best qualified gets the job. That is equality of opportunity. But equality of opportunity doesn't last long because the next law passed is always one that ensures equality of outcome. So at first they say, right, there can't be any vetting on race at all. And then once that law has passed, they then pass another law saying, but you have to have a certain ethnic quota inside your company. So even if the white guy is the best guy for the job, he can't get the job. You've got to give it to an ethnic minority. So all of these laws, when put together, show intentionality. They show a system that is actively being designed, actively being tinkered with, actively being geared towards dispossessing white people and turning them into second-class citizens. Do you not think there might be other reasons why people would advocate for affirmative action-type pushes for more minority representation, or can the only explanation be white genocide? There's one question here, my friend. You either want equality of opportunity or you don't now if this was about equality 
it would be about equality of opportunity and the best would rise to the top. Now, I'll tell you this. I have no problem whatsoever when I see black people dominate uh, certain sports like track sports, like sprinting or long distance running. doesn't bother me at all. Hold on, wait, what was, my, what was my question? Do you remember I my question I don't lose sleep over that, but... Wait, 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 do you remember what my question was? Yeah, I do. You said, could there be other reasons why this is done? Yes. And I'm explaining why this is part of... I'm, I'm answering your question with an example, so hopefully you will understand what I'm saying. I'm not bothered, and I don't think any white person in the world is bothered, when black people dominate certain track sports. But then when white people dominate something like swimming or another sport like that there is a massive nationwide campaign there's newspaper articles there's social media posts there's blog posts there's people going mad on twitter saying why isn't swimming more black or swimming is too white and it's always a one-way street white people aren't complaining that there aren't enough white people running the 100 meters but there are people complaining that there aren't enough black people swimming, or there aren't enough black people playing another sport where blacks are historically um, less represented on the basis of equality of opportunity. They're not as gifted in those particular sports. Why does that happen? Why is there always a drive to get more ethnic minorities into things that white people excel at, but there's no drive to get white people into events or uh, fields which black people excel at? Okay, so the problem is that oftentimes when people talk about equality of opportunity, they have a very naive look on what opportunity means. A lot of people will say something like equality of opportunity just means you have the opportunity to apply for a job or you have the opportunity to play a sport. And they'll literally like just give you a ball and say, well, here you go. Everybody's on the same playing field right now. But that's not typically how opportunity works in society. Opportunity can be determined not only at birth, but sometimes before birth. Uh, it might be where your parents are born. It might be the types of friends and family that you have around you, like as an adolescent and growing up it might be the types of schools you go to there's like a whole bunch of it might be the societal influences from television shows and movies so when we talk about what equality of opportunity means i think generally when people push for affirmative action type things and i'm not saying i necessarily agree with this but i understand the argument it's not trying to just say we want more women and more black people even though they suck the idea is that there are certain groups that have disproportionate adversities that they face earlier in life that other groups won't face typically usually white people won't face these uh, adverse opportunities so the goal is to give them kind of a leg up to either keep up catch up or to be to serve as examples for other minority people so that they can step into those roles later on hopefully without help the idea behind any affirmative action program ideally if you're not being crazy is that you have a little bit in the beginning and then that kind of spurs on or encourages some like genuine interest or motivation from that group of people and then eventually they can get into those positions less any affirmative action a really good example of this is the united states where we drove really hard to get women to go to college and now they're going to school so much they're like dwarfing men uh, dwarfing dwarfing men in college um, it's like 60 40 in terms of the graduation rates uh, for women now in college versus men so I, I don't think that equality of opportunity just means that every single person is given the exact same job application i think that's a really naive way to look at it i think equality of opportunity goes a bit deeper people try to tinker with this in all sorts of different ways whether it's affirmative action in school whether it's hiring preferences and jobs some of these i would agree with some of these i wouldn't agree with uh, if you want to talk about any one of those specific policies, that's fine. But to just say affirmative action, 
Therefore, white genocide, I think, kind of misreads the intention of every single person at every level of society that's trying to implement some of these changes. I don't think a sociology no, 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 no. or an anthropology professor that, in college, I, said, I don't think a sociology or an anthropology professor in college is thinking, we're going to get rid of these white people. Or I don't think no, like, no, a politician no, is thinking, like, we're going to get rid of these white people. Or I don't think somebody hiring somebody is like, we're going to get rid of these white people. I think that there can be broader cultural movements in a certain direction where people are trying to encourage everybody in society to have more of an equality of opportunity, that it's not just meaning like everybody can sign up for a certain job. That's- no, no, I didn't. I didn't say that, though, did I? I said what they have done is they have married anti-discrimination laws with laws that then actively discriminate against whites, which shows intentionality. It So... I can just explain what I said again, but no, just no, no. Because, because you have you, an anti-discrimination you... law doesn't necessarily mean you're showing the intentionality of a white genocide. You could be coming at this from the point no. of view, okay, certain groups of people in society are highly privileged or have had a lot of opportunities and other groups of people haven't. Therefore, we're going to enact some policy to give another group of people a leg up. Now, we can argue whether or not this is a good or bad way to approach society. Personally, I don't like a lot of affirmative action programs, but to say that because this affirmative action program exists, it displays an intentionality towards white genocide is a massive leap. No, 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 no. What we're doing here, Destiny, is we're we're painting a picture. And each one of the things that I am talking about, if taken alone within a vacuum on their own, might be an interesting discussion in itself. However, they're not all taken on their own within a vacuum. Everything that I've talked about so far tonight is part of a bigger picture. They're all intertwined and interwoven, and they are all pointing when looked at together as a group in the same direction. So when you take the fact that white people are not allowed to advocate for their own interests, when you take the fact that white people are deplatformed when they advocate for their own interests, when you take into account you can talk like you're doing on YouTube about this issue now, but only from your point of view, then you throw in the anti-discrimination stuff, then the affirmative action stuff, and you put it all together and you put many other things together, it starts to build a bigger picture. And that bigger picture is that we are not only being replaced, which you've already agreed we are, but this replacement is being carefully managed and is not building some wonderful a place of equality, some great wondrous world where everyone sings Kumbaya together and gets on. It's building a world where white people are intentionally being turned into second-class citizens and where white people are not only discriminated against, but are actually treated when they become minorities as a hated minority. And often horrific crimes are committed against white people by ethnic minorities, and the state actively covers them up to ensure that other white people don't start advocating for their own rights and don't start pushing back against the multicultural system. There is a way where you can take a collection of facts and points and you can try to draw whatever story that you want. But when you tell me that there is an intentional effort to get rid of the white race of people and replace them, and I do agree that we're being replaced, but everybody's being replaced by mixed race people. You seem to agree with that in the beginning, that black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, and white people were all being replaced, were all being genocided by mixed race people. So as long as we agree that that's happening, and as long as we agree that all of these disparate little points in society are moving in that direction, but if I can show you, and you also seem to agree, that if every single actor 
in this area is not trying to cause a white genocide. I'm not trying to cause a white genocide. I don't think most politicians are trying to cause white genocide. I don't think the people that vote for these politicians are trying to cause white genocide. I don't think most employers are trying to cause white genocide. If we agree that none of these people are acting in an intentional manner, sure, you can try to paint together a big picture where at the end of the day you can say, well, hey, look, we're moving towards this direction, therefore intentionality. But like conventional wisdom would tell us that this is something that we absolutely shouldn't do. There's, there's literally the age-old saying of the, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You know, you can get to different areas of society that you might consider not good with a whole bunch of well-meaning people that aren't intending to genocide white people. And I don't think that just a collection of facts showing a bunch of, you know, well-meaning potentially liberals trying to say, hey, we need affirmative action. Hey, you know, these people are fucked. Hey, we need to help these people. And then saying, oh, they're trying to white genocide. I need something stronger than that. I need something better. When you when you agree that every of course you need something better. Way, if you agree, you every, get every single YouTube. every single step of the way. Okay, can you tell me in this whole chain of causality where does the intentionality come from, and how do they bleed it down to everybody else, and nobody even realizes it? Well, I'll give you I'll give you a great example of intentionality. Um, in the UK, there have been huge, huge. Horrible, horrible things that have happened to white people. So you have in the UK uh, a phenomenon known as grooming gangs. Now, grooming gangs are overwhelmingly uh, Pakistani Muslims. And these Pakistani Muslims prey upon overwhelmingly white schoolgirls, many of whom are underage. Now, at conservative estimates, hundreds of thousands of these white schoolgirls have been preyed upon by these Pakistani Muslim grooming gangs, by... The largest estimate, which is from a British Labour MP, Sarah Champion, you can look this up, she claims around a million girls have been targeted or have been victims of these gangs in some ways. Now, there has been a massive police, social services and local government cover-up of these crimes to intentionally protect that racial minority and to prevent white people looking at what's going on and saying this is bad multiculturalism isn't working out well for us we need to stand up for our own rights so the government covers this up so if there wasn't intentionality and if the government was acting in the interests of the majority which are still white britons here in britain they would look at something like the grooming gang problem and say look white people are being targeted this is unfair this is racially or ethnically uh, driven, we need to do something about it. But instead of that, they cover it up. Why cover it up? Can you think of any other reason? I'm assuming that all of this is true. And unfortunately, I don't have the background to know whether or not your particular claims are true or not. But let's say that they were true. Do Is your claim then that the police officers, you're saying, so who was involved in this cover-up? Let me ask you for one or two parties that were involved in this cover-up. The police were, you can Google, I'll give you some specific examples. So, you, so you're saying the police were, so do you think South that the Manchester police-, police officers were specifically told to, and I can quote this, investigate, investigate other ethnic groups. Do not investigate Pakistani Muslims for grooming offences. And there have been cases where white fathers have gone to places where their daughters were being raped and and they were arrested rather than the rapists. There are cases where white girls have been repeatedly raped by dozens or hundreds of men. And when they have gone to the police and made a complaint, the police have arrested them for prostitution to silence them. All of these things have come out. This has been going on for years. There has been a massive establishment cover-up. And when the establishment ordered a 
full inquiry into this. They then said the inquiry wasn't fit for public consumption and sealed it. And I, you're going to say, well, we don't know what was in the inquiry. I can take a calculated guess. Well, so, was, so if it was sealed, that nobody, are you saying that so nobody was arrested by this or the reports weren't made? People or? have been arrested now, but it was covered up for decades. And there have been hundreds of thousands of victims, overwhelmingly white. Why would the state knowingly cover up crimes like this, which are perpetrated along ethnic lines when white people are the victims. Because I can tell you this now, if white men were going out and specifically targeting ethnic minority children for any type of crime, let alone a sexual crime, uh -huh. they would be arrested, they would be locked up, and the key would be thrown away. But when ethnic minorities do that to white people, they are protected, it's covered up, and it is kept under wraps so by yeah, sure. social services, mm -hmm. by social services, local government, and the police. So when I'm looking at, so I'm trying to look up reports here now that are coming out of the home office related to this. This is saying that um, about 85% of the people that made up these rape, rape games were white men. No. Do you deny this? No. Okay, what the source are we using to, to, to counter that? I'm curious, because if you're going to start bringing up like specifics, then I have to, I've got to start digging through. Because I don't know, you could just be feeding me a whole bunch of bullshit. I'm not feeding you. I'm not feeding you BS. I'm not feeding you BS. You can look at press reports, look at the names of the people, look at... No, 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 hold on, hold on. Press reports and names of the people do not establish a trend or yes, any particular do. point of data. Yes, no, they, they don't. Do. No, they don't. So you are so you said there were millions of rapes. So you've read through hundreds of thousands no, of rapes. No, I said, I said or? a low ballpark estimate is hundreds uh -huh. of thousands. High ballpark is around a million. Okay, so, and you're telling me you read through hundreds, how would you know the majority of the rapists were Pakistani or North African? This is a problem, no, no. Pakistani Muslim. Specifically, this happens in communities that are Pakistani Muslim, and they specifically target white British girls. This has been a scandal in Britain that has recently sort of been exposed and more light is being shone on it. And some of the cases are absolutely horrific sure. but so when you talk about individual multiculturalists in cases, the government the police and social mm -hmm. services knowingly covered this up to protect the multicultural society because multiculturalism for people like you people in the establishment it's become almost like a god okay so this is not responding to saying so okay so in looking this up it seems like there was one very early report that was based on shoddy data that tried to claim that most of the people here were pakistani but when this was researched more it seems like the majority of the rapists in these rape gangs were white men no this this idea okay well that seems to be that because i googled it because no. i haven't followed the rape gangs so do you think the 2020 home office home office report was this just all lies or bullshit or what the Home Office report uh -huh. into this was actually sealed. It was never fully released. Okay, so th so some of the claims that came out of this regarding the percentage of white men that were rapists, you think that number is just fabricated or? I am saying the vast majority of men involved in this were Pakistani Muslim descent. When you look at those- Yeah, but why do you say that? How do you know that? When you look at those that have been charged, you look at their mugshots, you look at the data, you collate those who have actually been arrested for this, and you look at them, you can see who they are. Now, this is one of the things that wait, you wait, do. Wait, what percentage of... Hold on, don't, say, don't try to assert bad no, faith. No, 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 no
everybody's eyes sees different things. We all consume different media. You should know this better than anyone else listening right now, that all of us are in different media environments. All of us consume different types of media. By your own admission, if you're saying there's a huge multicultural project, then there's probably a ton of people that have never seen what you're talking about before. So don't say my eyes have seen something and then pretend that that establishes a trend. When I'm trying to find some credible reporting on this, there's some credible thing, and I see that there is a home office report that was prepared that says 87% of the people involved with some of these uh, rape gangs were white men, or that seems to be the consensus, and then you're telling me, well, that's not true because I've seen reports. I can give you a report. I can give you a report. Vulnerable children are being failed by the floppy left who failed to speak out against groups of Asian men. We say Asian men here when we mean uh, people from the Indian subcontinent who have sexually exploited young white girls, according to a former front bench Labour MP. So that's a left wing source. Okay, wait, why, would I, care, why, would, I care about why would I care about Sarah what one Champion member of was Parliament hired says. from Jeremy Corbyn's shadow cabinet after she wrote an article in The Sun claiming Britain had a problem with British Pakistani men raping, exploiting white girls. Fired for talking about the sexual abuse of why? children because it goes against the multicultural narrative. Why would I, why would I care about what one MP says over a, like an actual official prepared report? Why? Why would you care about what one MP said? Because that one MP is the MP for Rotherham, and Rotherham is a place where over 1,400 girls were sexually abused by these Pakistani grooming gangs. And this was the epicenter of the news when it broke, because it was such a big scandal. And you well, only okay. have to take you a look at the men. You didn't answer my question at all. Well, I just, I just did. Did this, person, did, did this person have some research published? Did they do a study? Did they like go to the um, individual like police and like this is the data they gave me? Or is this person just saying some shit and because you happen to agree yeah, with them, yeah. you want you, to... Yeah, the, the Labour MP just uh-huh. made it all up. You see, this is what you do again. And, and Hold I, on, wait. I, are you telling me... No, no, I want to hear that. You're, you're telling me it's inconceivable that a politician might make something up? I want to hear that. I'm so reality. curious. Reality. Observable <laughs> reality is something you see with your own eyes. Uh-huh. So when you read the stories about these men being prosecuted and you look at their names, you see their pictures, you see their reports, you see who make up these gangs. But Mm -hmm. because you have to not accept what I'm saying at all times, you have to find increasingly outlandish ways to write off what I say as being untrue because you could never accept this point because if you did, you would lose everything you have in Mm -hmm. your life. Okay, so... Just as I have lost... So to be Things clear, in my life to speaking the truth about this. You're telling me that a cabal of people is controlling the global political system from the top down, trying to push a message of white genocide or multiculturalism for the purpose of eliminating white people. And in order to prove what you're saying is true, you're going to cite one of the very same politicians that's owned by that shadow cabal of people? Like it supports your argument? You must understand how ridiculous this sounds. No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound ridiculous because if you listen to the words, the words coming out of my mouth, I've heard all the of words them. that Go I read ahead. from the report, she was sacked when she finally did speak out about it. Wait, wait, but was she sacked because she was being a truth-sayer, or was she sacked because she was saying a bunch of shit she with no research or report behind it? She dared say something critical of the multicultural system. I have... dovetails back exactly to what we said at the very start of this. Okay, so you... Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I have the story out of the... Wait, wait, wait. 
I have the story okay. of the Daily Mail, and then I'll let you guys. I'll just read what the Daily Mail wrote because I have a story mm-hmm. on here. Police officers who ignored the sexual abuse of underage girls by Pakistani grooming gangs should be named and shamed. Campaigners demanded last night that a man came after a, a leaked report failed to identify a key investigator in the Rotherham scandal, which saw at least fourteen hundred children preyed on between ninety seven and twenty thirteen. The police watchdog has upheld a complaint that a chief inspector admitted to the father of a victim that abuse was ignored due to fears of increasing racial tensions he is said to have claimed with it being Asians we can't afford for this to be coming out of town or or, excuse me we can't afford for this to be coming out or the town would erupt Uh, but it emerged the officer cannot be identified by the independent office for police corruption the full document is due to be published later this year Rotherham MP Sarah Champion said yesterday she found it quote difficult to believe that the officer's identity could not be established she said what we as a town need to see and definitely for the survivors to get closure they need to see the cases of misconduct they need to see people held to account Um, and there's more in the story but that's the that's the gist of it, I would say, uh, what he was talking So how about. many, I just want to ask you this, Destiny, how many underage white girls have to be raped to ensure the multicultural society runs smoothly? How do you determine which members of parliament you trust when they say things? The point is, <laughs> the point, the point is, is you're, you're not and choosing politicians. The point is, I would rather look at reports and data and research than like, well, I saw all the reports on the Daily Mail. You don't care because you don't care because you don't want to criticize the multicultural society, which is why you're part of the problem. You would be happy for white children to suffer in silence as long as nobody criticizes the multicultural society. That's clearly your point. Now, you'll argue that it's not, but I can see in the chat, that's what everyone's saying. Not in your chat. I'm not watching your chat. I'm watching the general chat on uh, Ralph's stream. Uh But people in the chat on Ralph's stream, that's the point people are making. Do you condemn these Pakistani Muslim groomers who did these horrible things? And why would you think the system would actively try to cover this up? I condemn all racists, or not racists. I condemn all. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, I condemn racists too, but um, I, I condemn all rapists. I, I generally think if you, if you're, if you're, if you're I think, I think if you rape, if you rape people, I think that it's generally a bad thing. So back to my earlier question: How do you decide which members? How do you decide which members of parliament you trust versus which ones you don't trust? What makes her so special? The point that I made earlier. The point that when she finally yeah. admitted to the truth. She, like everyone else that we've spoken of earlier... Wait, how do you know that was the truth? Do you understand that you put yourself in a world where if a politician says something you agree with, it's the truth? Okay, observable, common sense, it's self-evident. Do you know what? Do you know what you're like? (sighs) I've just got to say this. I could say on this stream that Mm -hmm. falling into the blades of a combine harvester would be a bad thing. And you would ask me for some kind of scientific or learned report mm-hmm. to prove that with data. Yeah. And you think the, the anti-intellectual no, no, makes clearly, the point stronger? Like, no, clearly, uh, falling mm-hmm. into a combine harvester is a bad thing, but you'd be like, where's the data? You know why I actually know that you're incorrect? is because I saw a lot of the reports coming out of those rapes, and I saw that they were all white men. They weren't white men. They all, I saw them. I saw those reports. They were all you white see people, men. He's lying to you. No, I'm he's not lying. lying. I saw I saw him with my own eyes. I saw the reports. They were white men. You see, didn't see that? And you and when you when you're on the back foot, mm-hmm. this is one well, of the tactics. Well, it then say, reduces say, it to a mock. No, I'm trying to illustrate the absurdity of your evidence. So let's say that we should, let's say that both of us disagree. Let's say that one at a time. Hold on. Hold on with that. One at a time. They shouldn't. Go ahead, Dustin. Let him get, go ahead and then we'll go back to Let's say that let's say we both disagree on what we've observed. How would we reconcile as two 
men of society, of culture, that have brains that we can use, how would we reconcile our observed differences here? What would we appeal to to figure out who's right or who's wrong? Well, number one, the first thing we would actually do, and I've been on the ground in these places, so I actually know the truth. I've actually worked within these communities. I've seen the damage this has caused. You only have Have to you seen anybody getting raped? Have I seen anyone getting raped? So what the fuck, what does this have to do with anything? (laughs) What it has to do with, what it has to do with is the fact you are reducing the suffering of these people to a complete mockery. You're sitting there snickering when it's white girls getting raped. And I'm doing this for a, a reason, because obviously your people, the people watching your stream over on your YouTube channel, they're not going to agree with me. But this is a, you make a very, there, this is a very, very illustrative point. I'm talking about these horrific crimes and you're sat there snickering and you're snickering because it's white girls and white people suffering. You would not be snickering away now if this was white men doing this to black children. If somebody was making an argument as ridiculous as the argument you're making, I would be snickering no matter what the supposed I don't the more perpetrator were. That's I don't great. Think That's you because would. you don't if know who I am. YouTube, you don't know what my background is. No idea. I've chat. laughed about all sorts of stuff. You don't know who you're talking to, respectfully, okay? But I understand why you might think. Oh, I do what know I'm who I'm talking at, to. What I'm laughing at is the ridiculous argument that I've seen some reports. Therefore, I have a better idea of what's happening and I don't need to read any silly, I don't need to read any silly studies or any silly like commission that might have actually gathered all of the police data and looked at the charges and looked at the um, abuse reports and looked at the victim reports. But instead, because I saw a few things that popped across my feed on the Daily Mail and because there's one MP that said something that I agree with because I already agree with what she's going to say because this is my ideological narrative that you somehow think that this is like a good argument. I don't know how you can't see that you're falling into the exact same trap that any person does where they surround themselves with certain types of media and they only read the things they want to read and they only hear the things they want to hear. And then when I ask you, when I push you just slightly, because I don't know anything about this topic, I just Googled to see what would come up. And I'm finding that there were big studies done or at least one big one by the home office that said the majority of the rapists were white. 80, I think it said 87% or 84% were white and 87% of the normal population is white. So maybe a small underrepresentation white, but still the vast majority were white. And when I ask you, do you have anything that pushes back against us? Because I'm genuinely curious. And you go, well, I saw a lot of Daily Mail articles. You must understand, I can't possibly exactly. agree with that, right? what I said. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't agree with your position that you've given me nothing. Ralph was the one who brought up that. I cited the Rotherham case. I, I cited testimony from people who have left the police force. I cited um, testimony from a member of parliament. And mm-hmm. I said, if you look at the names of the men, the names and the ethnicities of those who have been tried for this, it is not 85% white. You can see that. You only have to look at the data and actually look at it with your eyes and you will see that. But what you like to do is you like to, you know, move away from this because this isn't something where you feel comfortable because it's, again, white people being the victims of the multicultural society. And not only is it white people being a victim of it, that's put that to one side now, put that to one side. This has been known that it's a huge cover-up. It's been a cover-up by the police, a cover-up by social services. There has been a cover-up by um, local government. The issue, if you put aside the horrific issue of the rapes and just focus on the cover-up, just focus on the cover-up, that is what I'm talking about when I talk about intentionality. I'm talking about the fact that the system... The system itself, police, social services, the government, etc., will actively cover up 
crimes against white people to protect the multicultural society. And why did this why did this scandal ever get out then if that was always the goal? How did it ever make it? Why were any minorities ever arrested ever then? Because when you have something as big as this, eventually things seep out and eventually there is pressure put on and eventually why, why, why couldn't they just deplat why couldn't they just keep deplatforming people? because when too many people know about something it comes to the fore and this did come to the fore but there had been a massive cover-up before this happened and there are a lot of people in britain who have campaigned on this or a lot of charities that have sprung up there are a lot of people who push back against it and the people who push back against it, i don't like all the people who push back against it I, I don't get on particularly well with tommy robinson but he pushed back against this he exposed a lot of it and he was deplatformed why, why, he basically had his life ruined because he spoke out against these grooming gangs. Now, I don't get on with the fella. He doesn't particularly like me because I say things about certain groups that he fetishizes, but he is right about grooming gangs, and he lost everything because of it. And many people who were in social services, many people who were in the police, many people who were in local councils who did try to do something about this lost their jobs or were basically completely silenced and hounded out because there is some intentionality here that you know in the same way that people are banned off social media people are banned for blowing the whistle when white people become victims of the multicultural society and i'm saying to you now and to everyone here not just the people supporting me but the people supporting you that when white people become a minority they will be increasingly treated badly they'll be treated worse and worse and eventually they will be a hated minority who are picked on and are victimized if this is happening to us now when we are a majority it is only going to get worse when we're a minority and that's why i advocate for our interests and for white people to remain a majority here in britain this is our ancestral homeland and i want us to remain a majority and i don't want us to be victimized by this multicultural system okay so the the stories that you're telling me are nice but i, I think the fact of the matter is is that you just don't seem to have a good understanding of the the child sexual exploitation scandal it, it seems like you're 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 picking and choosing from a few daily mail articles that you've read you in your mind decided that the majority of the rapists were i guess pakistani or from the india indian i don't know where you said they come from but mainly men from that asian part of the world uh, but there's just I, I can't find anything to support this so i mean like if you think that 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 is the case that's fine but i mean it sounds like you're just as like dug into your particular little media bubble as anybody else might be dug into their particular media bubble it sounds like there was a real scandal but it sounds like the majority of the people that were raping these people were white men even though you might have seen 14 names or you might have seen other people like oh my god i saw 10 different people that raped them that weren't white um that doesn't establish a trend for what you originally talked about which was the hundreds of thousands or millions of white women that were being raped that seems to be the case that there were a lot of rapists they weren't all asian they weren't all from india they weren't all from Pakistan. I, I just, I can't find anything to substantiate that. Um, if there was a cover-up, which it seems like there was, that's pretty horrible. Uh, obviously, these are bad things. People can cover up things for a whole lot of reasons. There's tons of people that have covered up a lot of dumb shit in their life, whether it's because they're protecting their jobs, whether it's because they're protecting their co-workers, um, whether it's because, for whatever reason, but the idea that we would see police covering something up and instantly assume, oh my God, this is white genocide, um, or oh my God, this is an intentional pushing of the multicultural society to 
I guess, rape or get rid of all white people, when there are so many people in positions of power that can push this narrative, that can ban people from, that can do all of this, but somehow they couldn't keep this rape scandal from getting out. Like, like the organizations and the institutions you point to are, are somehow all powerful and they control every sect of society, but they're also somehow not when you don't want them to be or when they, or there's this excuse that my mom used to say the same thing, that like, oh, well, you know, they have control of everything until they don't because some good person pushes through. But if this society is willing to go so far to control the narrative on so many levels, I don't know why they couldn't just silence one or two extra people to prevent something from leaking. But regardless for all of this, I, I can't engage with your stories of I saw reports um, or I saw news articles. Therefore, this is a trend that's established. But what you said is uh, just, again, move, if you want to move on to something different, here's what I'm going to do to establish the intentionality of white genocide. That's fine. But unfortunately, like every single conspiracy theorist I've ever talked to, all you're going to give me is this disparate collection of facts. And you're going to try to tell me a story with these facts. And all of the facts you're giving me aren't even necessarily substantiated or true. So, I, I mean, like, I, I don't, I, and, we, and we still haven't, even if I were to agree with every single thing you've said so far, which I don't, and some of what you've said is clearly incorrect, you haven't established that there was an intentional cover for the purpose of white genocide. It could literally just be a bunch of people trying to cover their asses because they know they fucked up at some point and they don't want to get in trouble for it. You still haven't gotten to like, here's the white genocide. And there are still all these different players involved that aren't intentionally doing white genocide. So I don't know where this, where this top-down drive comes from, where we're getting the message pushed from to get rid of the white people. I don't understand. That hasn't been demonstrated at all. Well, that was a lot of words spoken very quickly. But the fact is, the people who have spoken out against the things I've talked about have been deplatformed, and that is all part of what I've said. I've talked about the deplatforming. I've talked about people who've been sacked. I've talked about people who have broken um, the conspiracy of silence, that have lost their positions. I've talked about people who have basically been hounded out of every social network, people who have been publicly burnt in terms of their uh, public position because they've spoken out against this. And I can read you this report here. Grooming gang convictions, 84% Asian. So that's 84% Pakistani Muslim. And this is from Sky News. The overwhelming evidence about this, and this is the last thing I'm going to say. We move on because obviously you're not going to accept it. But the overwhelming Hold on, to be clear, what you just cited, this was the guess from that one study or from the one dig before the Home Office actually did their massive report, because I think that came out in 2020, and I just looked up what you're talking about. This came from 2017, right? So what I'm saying is the overwhelming majority of evidence says (laughs) that this is people from Pakistani Muslim backgrounds doing this to white girls, and it is in some degree, ethnically motivated. Now, the fact of the matter is, this has been covered up. There are a huge number of victims. And I am stating that I believe it has been covered up because the system protects the multicultural society at any cost, even if that cost is hundreds of thousands of white girls being raped. Because multiculturalism, to the people in charge, has become like a god. It's become like this holy shibboleth, which can't be criticized. Anyone that does goes off social media, and anyone that does something from an ethnic minority background that could compromise the multicultural society, that something has to be covered up. And in this case, we've had the cover-up of hundreds of thousands of rapes of white girls, which you will obviously minimize. You will minimize their suffering. You will try to worm it round in a different way, like you always do, because you believe in the current system and its objectives. And I am not saying that this one thing alone 
proves intentionality. But what I'm saying is, when you add it to the deplatformings... Hold on, wait, wait. What were when the you hundreds, add it to wait, wait, when you say I've hundreds of thousands, are you still talking about that? The, are you talking about the, 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 the same scandal, the, the Rotterdam child sex scandal? No, Rotherham is just part of okay, this. Okay, because you, keep, you, keep you keep saying hundreds of thousands, but then you're referring the to the specific event that was only 1,400 people. One single okay. town, one tiny okay, town. Right. Yeah, that's how... That's how bad this is that in one tiny town you have that many people mm-hmm. suffering and this has been something that's been covered up and there's a huge amount of evidence talking about the cover-up and the cover-up has been to protect the multicultural society and what i'm saying is and this is what you don't seem to be taking in that if the government weren't caring more about the multicultural society than they were about the majority they'd have stopped this but it was covered up to stop people criticizing multiculturalism because the government, the establishment, social media, big business have a objective. And that objective is to bring about multiculturalism. And when you bring about these multicultural societies, white people become a minority, which is intentionality. They are protecting a system that discriminates against whites and reduces white people to a minority. Um, okay. Do you have like any other like causal links or any other types of things that shows like some intentionality or is this, oh, is this how we're Well, I was going to ask about the intentionality next. Uh, what, mm-hmm. uh, and this is towards Mark, uh, and we can work off that. Uh, but what is the, I mean, what is the overall goal of reducing the white population? Uh, and, uh, and we could talk about maybe, um, some of the disagreement among whites, you know, some whites, um, don't, don't seem to care or whatever about their uh, racial solidarity or what have you versus other races where it does seem to be more of a of a priority. But uh, the first part, what would be the goal of uh, reducing the white population? Like what would be the motive, I guess? Uh, well, I think the motive behind this is largely based on a hatred for white people as an ethnic group. The powers that be, those that are in charge of this uh, globalized uh, system do not like white people very much they think that white people may one day advocate for their interests and turn against globalization push back against that and their intention is basically to get rid of white people as a homogenous ethnic group so that white people cannot advocate for themselves or ever be a problem to those who are at the top of the tree. And I'm not saying that everybody all the way down the tree are all involved, but I'm saying the people at the very top of the tree have a deep-seated dislike for homogenous European societies and have demonstrated that in every European nation by importing hundreds of thousands of immigrants every year against the wishes of what is still the white majority. And you see that in Britain all the time. In Britain... Every time there is a general election, uh, the Conservative Party usually do quite well. They usually win general elections and they win it on the basis or one of the basis that they always say they're going to clamp down on immigration and never do. We live in an illusory political divide where both parties essentially claim to stand for different things, but really stand for the same thing. And ultimately, both bring about mass immigration against the interests, but more importantly, the will of the people who, when polled or when vote, usually vote or usually um, 
say in polls that they don't want more immigration. And that's another important point that white people demonstrate in numerous ways that they are not pro-multiculturalism en masse, they are not pro-immigration, but they have these things forced upon them. But because they're caught in this uh, two-party system, there is no real way out for the average person who doesn't understand the trap they're caught in. Now, if you, do you want to respond to that, Destiny? Do you have a question about that or anything to say? Um, I get, like the problem with all of these types of conversations is that somebody presents a conspiracy theory. It's essentially a story of a bunch of facts that are collected, but I, there's like nothing for me to actually like prove or disprove. Like every single thing that he talks about could be um, like adequately demonstrated by the fact that there are a lot of people that feel bad about a history that white people have had oppressing certain groups of people. So people have moved in like different cultural directions to try to rectify that. Like whether you think that is cringe or not, it's just a valid, it's just as valid an explanation. And it doesn't require me to believe in any sort of grand overarching narrative that he can provide absolutely zero evidence for rather than me trying to infer from a whole bunch of different little like factoids or stories that there's some intentional thing going on um, I, I can just look at like what's obviously happening it seems like a lot of white people um, for whatever reason feel like different groups of people were fucked up with white people in the past and are trying to make right um, whether they're going too far or not there's valid conversations to be had there but I don't think that that's enough to con uh, to conclude that there is some grand conspiracy happening like when it when it comes to writing public policy for any country in the world there is so it, it's so difficult to do anything um whether it's to get people to not commit crime whether it's to get people to have more children whether it's to get people to do a certain thing like getting anything done with public policy to guide any sort of behavior is an incredibly difficult thing to do usually it has to be done through economic means you can't just like tell people to do things and then like socially guide somebody one direction so the idea that there is some top-down conspiracy or there's or, or some bottom-up conspiracy or whatever to try to move everybody in one cultural direction it would be the most successful project undertaken in all of human history when it comes to guiding thought, not only in one country, but in the entire Western world, to get every single white person to be on board with advocating against their own beliefs or advocating against their own self-interest, there are just a million other more plausible explanations than the fantastically delusional one of white genocide. Well, no, not really, because what you're saying here is that white people haven't been beaten into hating themselves, but they are. White people are told to hate themselves. They're trapped within a political system that dispossesses of them of power. And not only are they trapped trapped within that political system, but that political system promises them things, then never delivers on it, which again shows intentionality. Children are taught in school to hate themselves. We see critical race theory. We see white privilege being taught in schools. We get told, white children get told all the time that their ancestors were evil, that history was dominated by wicked white men, that white people went all over the world and oppressed everyone and did terrible things to them. White people are taught self-hate constantly. And part of this is a mental assault on whites to make white people from as young as age as possible hate themselves, hate their history, hate their tradition, hate their heritage, hate their culture, and when a people are dispossessed and separated from their tradition, their culture, their heritage, their ancestors, they are left isolated, they are left atomized, they are left self-harming, they are left self-flagellating, and they are more open to destroying themselves. No other racial group is taught to hate themselves. White people are. Again, that in itself, on its own, taken in a vacuum, maybe doesn't improve, 
maybe doesn't prove intentionality, but when you put it into the picture that I am painting, it is another important part of that picture that proves there is intentionality because multiple things are all happening at the same time, which shows this is not a one-off isolated incident. And it's happening all over the Western world. It's not like there's two or three Western countries that, you know, push back against that. I mean, there's the odd one in Eastern Europe, but they are constantly being influenced against pushing back in any way. But in countries like Britain, in countries like America, children are taught to hate themselves. White children aren't taught that they're the equal of blacks. Blacks are the equal of whites. White children are now taught that basically they're demons in human skin whose ancestors are responsible for all the ills of the world, which is not only not true, but leaves a dramatic, dramatic mental impact on these children and makes them hate themselves. And self-hate is surely a a recipe for the destruction of a people. All of the things that you've described, though, whether they're implemented at the school level, the company level or the national level can just as adequately, if not more so, be explained by white people that have been really taken in with ideas related to social justice. The idea that it is not it is undeniable that white people have throughout most of history been in positions of oppressor or owner of other groups of people. It's not really surprising that at some point people become more socially aware that they decide to, okay, well for the, uh, the rest of the world that believes that slavery existed, right? Um, there, that there oh, are going to be groups of people, in, there are groups of people in the Western world that are white that think, Hey, maybe we should do something to make amends for this. Now, again, if you want to debate any particular policy, or if you want to say whether we should or shouldn't do this thing, that's something that I would be interested in discussing. But the idea that you can take a collection of white people that are trying to do something to um, elevate or do something to make amends to other groups of people that they feel were oppressed in history and then to try to sit, turn around and say well actually they don't actually care about that at all they're just trying to do white genocide um, that I just there's nothing for me to argue with there like when it comes to the little collection of facts you're giving me for the most part I agree with a lot of these that like yeah we do try to push certain types of education yeah we do try to um uplift certain groups of people more than others. I agree with all of these things, but all of these motivations can be adequately explained with, hey, we were white people, we did some pretty fucked up shit before, and now we're trying to make amends for it, rather than, hey, we need to genocide all white people. There's nothing for me to grapple with there. I have have nothing. What you're about to do is you're about to restate every single thing you just said. You're about to give me a collection of things that white people do to make them hate themselves, and you're going to say, therefore, white genocide. I'm going to give you the same response I just gave you right now. No, no, no. Go for it, Mark. I'm going to go for it. Um, All people of the world, regardless of uh, race or ethnicity, have both owned slaves and been owned as slaves. All people of the world. The only racial group as a whole that turned its back on slavery and abolished it were white people. White people didn't go to Africa rounding up Africans with their swords and their spears. White people went to Africa and they bought slaves from African slave traders. The most powerful African nations were built on slavery. They were actually built on basically conquest. They captured other black nations. They invaded the black nations. They captured uh, blacks from other black countries, and then they sold them to white slave traders. It was white people who used huge amounts of their resources, huge amounts of troops, spent huge amounts of money, not only abolishing slavery in white countries, but combating slavery on a global level. 
And if you look at the most brutal slave trade, it wasn't the transatlantic slave trade. It was the Arab slave trade, where Arabs went to Africa, took Africans by force. And people ask today, well, why isn't there large numbers of Africans living in Arab countries as the descendants of slaves? That's because the Arab slave traders chopped off the genitals of every black man they took so that they couldn't breed, they couldn't fight back, and they wouldn't be virile or ever take over their nations. Now, the fact is, if you put that in context, what I've just said, white children should surely be taught in schools, well, the whole world was a dark place, slavery was the norm, but your ancestors, your white ancestors in these white countries like Britain poured all their resources, time, effort, military might into not only abolishing slavery in the West, but abolishing it on a global level. But instead, your basic and ill-educated take is that white people were evil, must slavery. Not even true. That is part of the anti-white narrative. So I've never said that white people were uniquely owning slaves. Slavery has been practiced about the entire world. It's my understanding every group has participated in to some extent. But I think that white people were in a unique position to benefit from slavery, such that those countries advanced far faster than most of the other countries that did enact slave, uh, slavery policies, I guess. So when you look at the United States, you look at Western or Northern Europe, these are places that exploded off the backs, oftentimes of imperialistic behavior, oftentimes of the exploitation of foreign colonies, oftentimes at the expense of slaves and their country. When you want to say that white people were the only ones that abolished slavery, yeah, sure, after they had grown massively while benefiting off the backs of slavery. It just so happens that the other people that were utilizing slaves didn't happen to grow to the same level that white people slave. What about the Ashanti Empire in Africa? Not, not concerned about the Whatever empire in Africa you're going to bring up probably didn't match the height of the American empire in the 1800s. That's going to be my guess. I might be wrong. Maybe you're about to point out to me that there is a Wakanda that exists in Africa that I'm uneducated about, but I'm pretty sure that is true that white countries grew in both military might and economic might and social power far faster than any of the other civilizations that, that were utilizing that slaves in order to grow. So it's not surprising to me that these places that have advanced into highly industrialized, highly educated places would become a bit more cognizant of the sins of the past and have tried to uh, make up for that. Um, through a variety of means before other countries that are still impoverished have. So, yeah, th none of this, again, is an argument towards white genocide. It's just an alternate retelling of history where you try to cast white people as the good guys because they're the ones that happen to industrialize quicker and grow out of their slave-based economy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So white people pouring their money, time, military resources into stopping slavery, not just in their own countries, but on a global level. And slavery still exists in Africa today. It doesn't exist here in Britain, there's not an industrialized system of slavery. You can't go into your local market and buy a slave, you know, in Britain. Well, you probably will be able to in 30 or 40 <laughs> years' time, but not at the moment. Uh, but the White people is, slaves, right? Of course. Yeah, we, we put all of that time, effort, money, and military might into stopping slavery. Surely white children should be taught that their ancestors did something great. But instead, they're taught that their ancestors were the bad guys. Why is that? Why is that? On its own, Why do might you think not be the smoking gun. Put it in part, put it in that bigger picture, and you mm -hmm. can see white children taught to hate themselves and not taught to hate themselves with honesty, but with lies. Why do you think white people put so much effort into stopping slavery? White people put so much effort into stopping slavery because white people are socially conscious. 
Do you think that there might have been some economic incentive when engaging in trade deals with other countries to make sure that they have some minimum level of labor protection so they're not harming their own native workforce? You don't think that many of that had any? You think it's just white people are socially conscious people and like, we're going to go stop. and save the world? You white really believe that? just stop slavery uh-huh. in their own nations. They put huge amounts of money and military might into stopping them in other nations. And if you actually read into this, white... Um, White empires, such as the British Empire, went to African nations and did their best to dissuade African kings and African rulers from maintaining a slave-based economy. That wasn't that wasn't done because we were evil people. What, so why does any slavery still exist in African nations at all today? Then why doesn't why don't we just go and stop it then? If we have so much military might to do it. We do do our best to stop slavery. White people have done their best throughout history to stop slavery. That is a fact. If you, you look think we're at doing our best right now to stop slavery? The British slavery? Empire spent combating slavery on a global level. That was an unprecedented effort to prevent slavery. It was an unprecedented effort to stamp it out. Yet British children are taught that instead of being proud of their ancestors for doing that. They should hate their ancestors because their we, ancestors were actually... We literally, we literally still trade with countries that like utilize slave labor, essentially, to produce the goods and services. I just don't understand where you think this like moral superiority of the white race comes from. Well, to, I just explain where slavery. the moral superiority comes from. That we are the only people on a racial level that rejected slavery. Across the whole of the Western world, we rejected slavery. Once our economy we was adequately... Well, we also... we After a war, we did, right? But we also only did so after building up our economy pretty sufficiently on the backs of slaves like once we hit like certain levels of industrialization we were able to replace a lot of the slave labor with other sorts of technological means we were able to do it but who's to say that any other group of people wouldn't have had they had the same opportunities i just think it's kind of silly or well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a silly like, point isn't it you say uh, you know other people would have done it eventually but they didn't we did it we did it and that's the point we did it and that should be taught in schools if you're teaching do you think that we do first of all we do wait, do you think they don't do teach about, like, historical accuracy about like abraham Lincoln in school? What do you mean? We don't like how, how do you think we talk about how slavery ended in the United States? Of course, we teach this in schools. Why you started this on slavery and your opening gambit on the issue of slavery was that white people were the big bad guys and we somehow had to sort of repent for our past as the big bad guys. And I came in and said, actually, the truth of slavery, when taken on a global level, is very different. I'm not saying that we had to repent. I'm saying, who do you think benefited the most from slavery? Who do I think benefited the most from slavery? Is it the wandering African tribes or is it the United States that has the largest military of, in the world? Plenty of, that don't weasel out. Who benefited the most from it? I'm you think it was generally, you think it was generally people, white countries or black owned, countries? People who owned slaves benefited from slavery and they existed all over the world. Arab nations, Arab rulers. Which, which from race slavery. of people do you think but, benefited the most from slavery? Which I don't think it was white people. Who Not was at all. Then? Which is not white people. White well, uh, people. Okay, well, who was it then? I'm curious. White people aren't benefiting the most. From, I don't know who benefited the most, but it definitely wasn't us because we're the ones who are told to hate ourselves, even though we don't know. We're the wait, ones wait, being how can you know that the white people you don't know who was. down over something that we were minority stakeholders in. Who? I don't know how you can say that white people... How, and if you ask who benefited the most, well, if you look at the white people that owned the slave ships, I would possibly disagree that you should define them as white okay 
So you disagree that white people benefited the most from slavery. I'm guessing you don't want to say black people benefited the most from slavery. I just in a roundabout way to save your YouTube channel said who I think benefited the most from slavery. Okay. Um, Okay, well, uh, what else do you want to talk about? Well, I think this was very indicative of your mindset. So Mm -hmm. you don't think that white children should be taught anything about the role their ancestors played in ending the slave trade and shouldn't be proud of the fact that their ancestors made that bold move ahead of anyone else and made a global stand against slavery. You think, I think it's right? Should, I think we probably should be taught how slavery ended in the United States. That's perfectly fine. Seems a little bit weird to be ultra proud of it, though, when it was only after we built up a ton using slaves. Uh, but I mean, yeah, obviously we should be taught history. But for what slavery happened. had been the human. Slavery has been the human norm. We are living in an exceptional time where slavery isn't the human norm anymore. We broke a human norm that had existed from the beginning of time. That's that great that we did it once we had grown massively from it. Do you think it was a coincidence that it was the more industrialized North that was able to fight against the more agriculturally based South in order to end slavery? Like, yeah, we did it, but I'm just saying it's a little bit weird to try to like take so much credit for it after massively benefiting from it or profiting from it. Like, many people massively profited. Now I said the group of white massively keep, profited. Why do you the keep saying many? You keep, you, you keep broadening my point. I, I can't understand. Your point. I can't understand. How you don't see, it might be a little bit cringe to be like, "Oh my God, we were so great. We ended slavery." Yeah, sure. It's like, yeah. well, fuck. We I don't want to. We offend were so you. great. We we took. And, it, and it's, talk like, it's like saying slavery. Hitler was a great man because he killed Hitler. Like it's it's you know, the argument doesn't really work No, no, because white people didn't invent slavery. We've been around this one. Slavery was. The accepted norm. Sure. Hitler didn't invent Hitler. I understand. That's great. Culture. I understand. We uh, we're not talking about. We're not talking about who invented slavery. We're talking about the well, civilizations you, you, that massively profited from it, and it seemed like a lot of white civilizations that were highly imperialistic. A lot of civilizations grew. benefited from it. Sure, but the most successful ones seemed to be the white ones that were leveraging slaves for a lot of early labor. Well, no, wait, wait, hold on. Are they punished for using like slavery, just having it at a key moment, right? When industrialization came in, Uh, you know what I mean? Bow for the base point. Well, you know what I mean? Like they kind of just were doing the slave thing, like right at the right time when it really paid uh, to have some slaves and you could kind of project that way, right? Like it wasn't a new thing. I'm just saying it's a little bit weird. It's like pulling your dick out of somebody after you finished them and you're like, you know what? Now that I'm done raping this person, rape is pretty fucking bad and I'm going to take a strong stance against it. Like, I mean, that's great that no, we but did, that's, that's but a, like, again, that's, that's a, great a, that a complete did. It absolutely is valid. Come on, there's a reason why the people that were fighting against slavery were literally the more industrialized North versus the mo- more agricultural South. Like, there's a reason why it was only once white civilizations had hit a certain level of capital being able to outperform human labor that it was so much easier to push against slavery. Well, maybe like, not. Industrialization is not the right word, but more modern Awesome that we did, but I'm just saying that, like, it's a little bit hard to, like, gloat around and take a lot of credit for it when you use tens of millions of slaves prior to that. So it comes off as a little bit. Uh, how many slaves? How many slaves? Because you see, the slaves that went to America in the transatlantic slave trade were dwarfed by the slaves that went to Arab nations. But we, but we don't teach that in schools either. We don't teach about the brutality of the Arab slave trade. Why not? Why not put it all in context, all in proper historical context for children? Why just teach white children what you started with that they should be, you know, feel bad about it? The white, the bad guys. Is somebody in here defending the Arab slave trade? <laughs> 
No, but when you, you talk to? about a historical event and you take certain parts of that out of context to make a particular group of people look like the bad guys when they really weren't, that needs talking about. And what you're doing is going along with that narrative. And I'm saying there shouldn't be narratives taught in schools in the West that make white kids hate themselves. It's simple. I don't, I that think is you're part gonna... of the white genocide plan. Okay, so I'm American. So we probably are going to majorly spend most of our time learning about America and probably Europe as part of our history in the school system here. If you want to talk about like Arab slavery, if you want to talk about like the idea that I have to talk about every single bad thing that every single other group of people did before I talk about a single bad thing that my group of people did points to a really fragile attitude. I think no, you can probably, I think you can, I think you can absolutely, context. I think you can absolutely, yeah, the context is American history in an American classroom, no, not the context. history of the world in every single lesson about how America might've done something bad at one point in time. Okay. No, so yes, so we absolutely can teach bad things that happened, I guess, with the Arab slave trade. We can teach bad things that happened with the American slave trade. <laughs> it's okay to say, hey, we did some bad things at some point in time. It doesn't mean we have to hate ourselves. It doesn't mean we have to hate our country. It doesn't mean we have to say we were unique bad and nobody else did it. <laughs> why? Careful, you're squeaking. White, white children. It's just, just absurd. <laughs> I, I, white yeah, children I know. are squeaking taught. Loud. Go ahead. White children are taught that they should dislike themselves because they're taught to hate their ancestors. They're taught that their ancestors were the bad guys. All of these things are, again, part of the same thing that I've been talking about all night. And Again, this is a bad thing. And I believe it's child abuse. I believe that critical race theory, anti-white uh, narratives, white self-hate being pushed on children is child abuse. And it's something that has a profound mental effect on whites. Do you think this self-hate might do you end think up there's anything that is there any way that we can teach about the bad things we've done in American history? Or do we have to just gloss all over those because white no, children no, no, will you lose put their fucking minds? Into its correct about. historical context. Okay, so the correct thing in the historical context would be the United States utilized slaves to to build themselves yes. up massively over you know 100 or so years and other countries did the same um what, like what how does this change any of this are, are, wouldn't white no. people still hate themselves like, right, right. Let, just like the arabs that use slaves like let no i don't want anyone to hate themselves but the uh, I, i've not said i want anyone to hate themselves i don't want black people to hate themselves don't want arabs to hate themselves don't want orientals to hate themselves don't want whites to hate themselves but the people being taught to hate themselves are white which again is part of the plan that I've been talking about all night. Black children in schools aren't taught to hate themselves. They're not taught to dislike themselves. Neither any other ethnic group. It is white people being taught to, to hate themselves. And what I'm saying is if you're presenting slavery, you first have to start from the point this was a global norm. Everyone was engaged in doing it. A minority of whites were engaged in doing it. But white people on a racial level rejected it before anyone else How do you did? think we taught this in school? Where did the slaves come from? In school, did we just say that we like like we created like the orcs or whatever? Now, where did I guess? the slaves come from? Where did the slaves come from? I, wasn't there like a whole triangle? Didn't we go down to Africa, I think, and the, in Northwest Africa grab some first? And grab probably them. How did you grab year. them? They were probably sold by other people that were capturing and selling. Other people. Who oh, were the other people? Probably other African tribe yeah, leaders or whatever. Oh, oh. So it wasn't just a big horrible uh, white conspiracy against the black world. Mark, white nobody men went Mark, to Mark, Africa. Nobody, and they literally, nobody. Mark, nobody. Black people from other black people. Nobody is saying that. 
Nobody's they saying are. that there was a grand white conspiracy to create slavery, okay? The Arab but, slave trade lasted for like over a thousand years, okay? Nobody's saying that you don't, learn, you don't learn. It absolutely is taught in school. So We're, why isn't, why don't schools put it into context? Schools I'm don't sure put they it into do. context. If you learn in a world history class, you're probably, I, okay, I don't think that you're going to find a white history book that says, or, or an American history book about white slave trades that are like white people are evil or white people are uniquely bad. You learn where slaves came from. You learn that the rest of the world is engaged in slavery for a long time. This I wish idea, we could rewind this and see how Destiny began this particular point. Because he's literally on the I back get, wait, here. How do you think I began this particular point? You began this particular point by saying that when I started talking about white people, white children being taught to hate themselves in school, you smugly brought up slavery. And my exact words were, well, I'm going to school you about slavery in a minute. And this is how we got onto this. You seem to have forgotten all that. I don't know why. You've got a very short memory for what you said five minutes ago. great memory. If I'm losing any of it, it's just because you tend to ramble for minutes at a time, okay? While simultaneously accusing me of saying nothing while speaking so much, okay? What I said initially was that just because you're taught about your history does not mean you have to necessarily hate yourself for that history okay and i brought up slavery as an example of this is something that is objectively bad that both americans and white people broadly have engaged in and now you tried to pull up well hold on well we stopped it which is when i said that just because you stopped doing something bad doesn't make the bad thing not bad and then you try to say well arabs did it well black people sold the first slaves that's all true and that's all dandy and you learn about that you learn about all the slave trades and when you do world history or you do u.s history when you're in school just because white people are american Americans engaged in a certain type of slave trade doesn't mean that white people are taught to hate themselves. doesn't mean you have to hate yourself. You can learn simultaneously about both the bad and good things you've done in your country without developing some amount of self-hatred. <laughs> but the point is, when children are taught about this, it's not taught in context. That's the point. And white children are being context? bombarded. What do you mean in what context? I just ah oh, look. We'll move along. You're going to keep asking like, yeah, me so, the same yeah, so, question. So here's again, the context again. you want. This is what you want. Okay, I want you guys to know that a long time ago, okay, white people bought some slaves, but the first slaves that were sold, they were sold by black people. But Arabs had slaves way longer than that, and a lot of black people benefited from slavery. And white people were the first people that stopped slavery. And uh, we we went all over the world. Like you're trying to paint everything in the most like preferential light possible. But that it kind of ignores the reality and the history of the United States. A black family no, 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 no. in the United to paint States it in, in the early it's amazing. You no, 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 no. There is no context. There is no context. context. There is no context that makes the slave trade of whatever Arab empires relevant to the experience of an African American enslaved family in the United States. What so is the experience? The of of, what, what's the experience? You tell me now. What is the experience of some African American family in America today? that are the descendants of slaves. What is their experience, Destiny? You tell me. Well, I, it's going to depend on where you live, but there's typically a shared experience of not knowing what your ethnic origin is. So, for instance, when everybody is selling, uh, celebrating St. Patty's Day or whatever thing else, black people don't really have the ability to do that because oftentimes they don't know where they came from. Sometimes it's really awkward conversations where you're tracing your lineage and you're wondering why your last name is Washington or Jefferson and you found it just because your great-great-great-grandma was raped by the person that owned your particular family. Um, sometimes it might be conversations about, like, well, why do we live in a certain area or why does our family, you know, not have any intergenerational wealth? Why 
don't we own any property? Why don't we have any houses? Why don't we own any stocks? Why didn't I get anything from my great, great grandpa? Well, because he was either somebody that was forbade from buying houses in certain areas or was somebody who was lynched by a white family. Like, there's a ton of different things that might be shared history to African-Americans, meaning the descendants of slaves in the United States. Now, that's not to say that slavery didn't happen in other parts of the world, but to try to screech and scream, well, we can't talk about that because Arabs had a slave trade that lasted for 1,300 years kind of misses the mark on why we talk about slavery in the what United States. What you just said is the most disingenuous thing I have ever heard in my life. Tell me why, Mark. Because the descendants of the slaves who were transported from Africa to North America, the descendants of those slaves today, they're the lucky ones. They're the ones who were sat in houses with iPhones, with PS5s, with Nintendo Switches, watching Oprah on the sofa, getting their benefit payments, driving around in the big truck. They're not still in Africa. I don't think there's a single descendant of a slave in America today who would find it preferable living in Africa. And that tells you how that has worked out as a better deal for them. If you were a wealthy white person from a Western country and you went to a poor or impoverished African or Asian country and you brought back a nine-year-old sex slave to the United States and they grew up to live in the United States, would you say that that was a lucky sex slave? They weren't nine-year-old sex slaves. You you, no, 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 no. I want you to engage with the hypothetical, Mark. I want you to engage with the hypothetical. So you bring back little Lucy from some from Laos or Vietnam or some some really impoverished village in one of these areas. You bring her back, you rape her till she's 18, and then you set her free to live in the United States. Would you say, would you say that's one of the lucky ones? Can you answer that question? No, firstly, you're not talking about sex slaves. You're talking about. You don't think any slaves? You don't think any slaves were ever raped? Why has just gone to pedophilia? My mind hasn't gone to pedophilia. You can't under. You can't. Can you not understand hypothetical? No. What I'm saying is that the black people transported to work on farms in America, their descendants will have a higher quality of mm-hmm. life living in America today. So do you think the descendants of that sex slave, do you think that her descendants will have a higher quality of life than what they would have if they she were remained in whatever they were, they were brought over that's for a- farm labor. That's not, that's not, that's regardless. First of all, a lot of the women were raped, but well, regardless regard- of that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're saying, you're saying now that, people brought to work on a farm is the same as somebody who's brought to work on a sex life. Mark, you're, if it was the same, insane. Mark, if it was the same, this wouldn't be called an analogy. It would just be the well, no, thing that is the same as an analogy. Is it? What you've got is a false equivalence, which is certainly not an analogy. So you're wrong. Do you again. think that, do you think, how is it a false equivalence, Mark? Because saying that somebody who is brought to work on a farm is enduring the same hardship as somebody who has been brought to that's be not what in a false cage equivalent. and repeating rape, it's a false equivalent. I'm not saying it's, it's not if a false equivalent. I'm saying the same. Today, Destiny, I, I'm going to ask you a question. Would you rather right, work on a you're, farm you're or would you rather be tied up in a dungeon and sodomized to death? Which one, Destiny? Sodomized to death? Do you think that's the only type of sex trade that exists? Do you think that nice work on the farm and allegedly I'm going to go pick some berries today for, for a massive What would you rather be doing, Destiny? Do you think that's the Picking only type of labor being bummed by your master? Which one? It, it's not re- it's not relevant to the analogy that I'm giving, Mark. What That's I'm telling you, Mark, relevant. what I'm telling you is that the descendants of a particular person that was enslaved shouldn't be used to justify the initial harm done. So if I abduct somebody against their will and I give their children a better life, that doesn't mean that I don't owe somebody to the person who was initially abducted. But why would you owe something? Because the whites in America today, there's no white alive in America today who's ever no, owned a slave. Do you, and you, no I black alive now we're in America the, today we're has ever been owned a slave. Tree. What I'm telling you is that there were a whole bunch of people that had so a great... So why, 
there were a whole bunch of people that had a great injustice acted upon them. And while that injustice was enacted upon them, there was another group of people, white slave owners or white people in the United States that weren't slaves, that greatly benefited from those slaves. Now, it comes to be that wealth is often passed on from generation to generation, whether that's through direct transfers of wealth or whether that's through assets like homes that have been in some people's families for over 100 years, or whether that's through inherited political power like people like the Kennedys or businesses like people like the Rockefellers. A lot of these people could have never been black in the United States because our history wouldn't have allowed it, Mark. All I'm saying is that even if there are some some black people that exist in the United States today that are better off than they would have been if they were born in Kenya or all something, doesn't ne- not all of them, doesn't necessarily mean yes. that that initial thing wasn't a harm or a wrong that was enacted on somebody, and it doesn't mean that there wasn't a group of people that benefited from it. This should be Let's look simple at to follow. No white person alive in America today has owned a slave. No black person oh, alive in America has great. been owned okay. as a slave. What, and what, the descendants what of those slaves have benefited from their life in America, and at the height of the slave trade, something like 1.46% of free whites actually owned slaves. And when you talk about this generational wealth passed down, that is a tiny number of super rich sort of capitalist uh, people who own those slaves. You're not, you're it not, wasn't a mass ownership of slaves. No, it wasn't It wasn't like the Roman the Empire. The entirety of the United States benefited from slavery, not just the few people that owned slaves. If you need me to explain really basic econ to you, I can, but I'm pretty sure you understand this. You're either just willfully ignoring it or you are unimaginably ignorant about how economies no, work. No, so no. all the white people in the United States benefit from slavery. When you talk about wealth passed on from one generation to the next, I'm not talking about owning like a, a, an entire state or I'm not talking about owning a massive company. It could be something as silly as a house that's passed down from generation to generation, or it could be some stocks and bonds, or it could be a small family business. These are things that have come from family to family. And I know that this is really important to people like you, because you talk about family values and how important, uh, you know, grandma and grandpa taking care of mom and dad. You talk about how important that all is. So I know that you know that this intergenerational wealth, not just money, but other assets are important. These are things that black families could have never passed down to their children because they were either legally forbade from doing so, or their parents were legally forbade from doing so. And all I'm saying is that there seems to be some balance there where white people massively benefited from black people. Sure, white people might have ended slavery. Sure, white people might have, um, you know, not engaged in it for as long as other people. But that transaction exists. And I think that it's reasonable that some people in the country are like, hey, maybe we should possibly do something to amend these types of imbalances. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. And I don't think that that makes for white genocide. Teaching white children to hate themselves is part of the bigger picture. And that is something that you haven't managed to contest, despite all the other nonsense that you've babbled for the last, I don't know how you many You saying I've babbled nonsense because you won't engage with anything I'm saying. You're giant I dialogue tree, you're going to run down your like, memorized points and talk. That's why we were so excited to get to the reparations thing. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that, Mark, until you told me I thought that there were still white people alive today that own slaves. But it, wasn't until, like you hashed out, it wasn't until you brought out that talking point. I was like, oh my God, I never remembered slavery editing like the. 1800s. I thought they were still the same. So thank you for that. You, I'm going to reconsider everything now. Maybe white genocide actually is happening because of the hundreds of thousands of people that you extrapolated from the 1,400 people that were raped in Rotterdam. And I, you know, you you totally changed my mind on everything. Thank you, so Because of the news reports you saw, because of that one MP that you happen to agree with that left her position after saying some dumb shit based on a study from 2017 that contradicted the 2020 Home Office report. Like you got me, dude. I know it's, I got it's all you. part. It's all part of the broader picture, basically. I understand. Yeah, it is part of the broader picture, mm-hmm. and. 
to take it back to where we started tonight, I have pointed out lots of different, different you know, effects on white people, things that are happening to white people that when placed in a larger context shows there is an intentionality to not only reduce white people to a minority, but to make white people hate themselves to influence white people in a negative way, to reduce white people to second-class citizens. And if you can take any one of those things and place it in a vacuum, it might be a one-off. But when you take all of those things together and you see that they're all happening simultaneously in all these different Western nations at the same time, there is clear intentionality. And it is not a conspiracy that white people are being reduced to a minority. It is not a conspiracy that the media back this and celebrate this. It's not a conspiracy theory that social media ban people from talking about it. There is a conspiracy at foot, but it's not a conspiracy theory. It's not a theory. It's actually happening. And that's been ably proved tonight. And when people like myself do speak out against these things and advocate for white people, we are deplatformed we are pilloried we have our lives ruined because again there is a conspiracy against people who are willing to advocate for the rights of white people a conspiracy that does not affect any other racial group and this is seen at every level all right to be clear also just by your definitions everybody is being reduced more and more as more mixed race people become a thing right Black people no. are being reduced, Asian people. Wait, why, how not? If all if all of these people are getting into intermarriages more and more and more. I explained this at the beginning because oh, I explained well, this. Well, I'm, I'm not saying there's an intentional thing, but it no, is are you saying, like, wait, wait. every group is being lesser and lesser and lesser because they're becoming well, mixed race. I right? mean, I guess he said, are, are you saying this? That basically, because well, they're treated as black anyway. A mixed race person doesn't count as either race. So. Yeah, but he's saying the media, the culture treats them as, a, as black anyway. Is that, is that what you're but getting at? You understood that. You understood that, Ethan. The, the, the chat understood job, that. Ethan. Destiny didn't I, no, understand No, I'm asking that. if that's what you meant, right? That is what you meant, though, right? Yeah, you know, thank you for bringing me home on that thank one. Thank you Ethan. for bringing me home. I'm sure that Mark, in the, in the, in the future, whenever he's referring to somebody that's black, he's going to say, well, I don't know if they're black. That could be a mixed race person. I'm not sure. I'm sure that Mark engages in that type of discourse in his day-to-day life or day-to-day political analysis all right now we have some super chats here uh that i'm gonna ask too i think we've you know we we've fulfilled everything pretty much but we'll do closing statements too of course and any any callers if you want to jump in real quick we might take some quick callers uh so real quick ethan if anything is like tos breaking i have to yeah, yeah i can yeah, I'll, I'll, terms of service breaking if you spit any truths if you say anything that might offend the censors destiny doesn't want to lose those sweet youtube books I, 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 we say a lot system. of offensive things here we say a lot of true things here that are hard truths but we can do all all of it without having to like without oh. getting banned somehow it seems like it's possible to do it maybe one well day allegedly but i i respect that all right i'll, I'll keep it as clean as i can i came actually mm-hmm. says for destiny uh when the hassan piker segment of the left brags about white people disappearing do you feel he is fanning the flames if the numbers go down do you feel the rhetoric could be changed twitch streamers memed in 2016 but now say fuck white people uh, I hate white people. They're quoting them. I hate white people. Anti-white slurs are fine, according to them. Now, should this stop? Yeah, I think it's super cringe. Um, I'm glad that Twitch actually surprisingly took a stance against it. They started banning people using uh, cracker as an insult. I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, I think that all of the like fuck white people and the mayo side and the white genocide shit is ultra cringe and should stop immediately. I think it should be treated the same as any other kind of like racist attack. All right, K-Max McDonald again. I'll, I'll kick it to Mark, and you can answer this next, though, Destiny, because it's for both. Uh, it says for both. Uh, economics is always mentioned for immigration, but what about culture? 
Whenever I attend a large party, most immigrant groups just stay among themselves. Thus, you see enclaves in societies such as all Korean neighborhoods, Pakistani ones, Chinatown, etc. Does this promote social trust? Uh, and I'll let Mark start and then Destiny. Well, this is an interesting point, and I'll actually pause the game I'm playing here to answer it. Um, the fact is, when you see small amounts of people moving into an area, and those people are vastly outnumbered. So say you have a small number of people come from the Indian subcontinent to a British town, and they are vastly outnumbered. They then have to learn the language, they have to adult, adopt the culture, they have to learn the ways of the locals, and they have to do this because otherwise they won't fit in. But once you bring thousands and thousands of people from the same area of the world to that small British town, those people no longer have to fit in. They no longer have to learn the language, they no longer have to adopt the culture they no longer have to learn the ways of the locals and they create their own little society inside a society and they essentially import their culture their way of life to the exclusion of the locals that's why when you go to certain british towns where there's been this mass immigration you don't see an actual mixing of people what you see is different ghettos and when those ghettos arise uh, with certain particular racial groups, whites that live on the edge of those ghettos or live alongside those groups then become victimised by the new racial majority, who, as I said, largely then rejects speaking English. And you can see what's happening here. These people come here, they take over part of an area, they more or less terraform it, for uh, want of use of a better phrase, they import their culture to the exclusion of that of the indigenous people, and they turn that little part of Britain into a mini Pakistan or a mini Bangladesh. And what's the big difference between uh, the mini Pakistan or mini, mini Bangladesh that they've created here in Britain and Pakistan or Bangladesh where they've come from? Well, benefits, education, healthcare, etc., etc. But culturally, they're the same. So these people aren't actually coming here because they want to be part of our nation and integrate and become part of what we are, they're coming here to basically game the system and to move part of their country here, which is to the detriment of us. And this happens um, an awful lot. So when you see this mass movement of people, the problems get massively compounded. And where a small amount of immigration could be tolerable in very small amounts, the mass immigration we're seeing completely changes the character and um, sort of where a nation operates. All right, go ahead, Destiny. Uh, enclaves. Do you want to finish my game real quick? Oh, yeah, okay. put that... Um, yeah, so uh, <clears throat> there have been large groups of people that have immigrated to different areas throughout all of human history. In the United States, we dealt with um, Irish and Italian immigrants that migrated in huge numbers. We've had Hispanic populations in the South migrate in huge numbers. Um, I think that there are a couple things that we could do that I'm in favor of that maybe are more extreme in terms of like forcing some level of integration. I like the idea of everybody needing to speak the same language when they live in a country. I think that's a good idea for some level of cohesion. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with small areas of towns being like ghettos for certain populations populations of people, having a small German ghetto, an Italian ghetto, a Mexican ghetto, whatever, for groups of people to move in different areas. Every huge city has like a Chinatown or Koreatown. Um, I don't think these are the worst things in the world. I think that when it comes to the segregation of different communities in America, I think one of our biggest problems is the way that we do zoning. We don't have a lot of mixed-use zoning. We have like suburbs everywhere that spreads everybody apart and kind of plays more into that separation of different groups of people. I think that if we had better, more cohesive cities, like a lot of Europe has, 
I think we probably do a little bit better. But I don't think for the most part, people coming in, bringing their culture, spreading their culture to other areas inside of a, the borders of a particular country, it's necessarily a bad thing. All of human history has been culture moving all over the world. Nobody is a little bubble that maintains their own culture, just grows on their own. Wars change culture. Weather can change culture. Different movies or songs can change culture. Like things evolve over time with, uh, you know, external, internal influence, whatever. That's just like the way of the world. All right, now let's see here. Penguin says Destiny's Word Soup wasn't a match for Mark's painted picture. Uh, let's see. Flashbang Friend says Destiny, you're older than me and don't know. Obama allowed black home ownership to die through subprime mortgages during his time in office. People like Tim Dillon tw- uh, talked about issues involving that. Go watch Ryan Dawson work. Uh, then he called you a Yankee, which I don't think, I don't know if, I don't think you're a Yankee really. I don't think um, so black home ownership dying under Obama. So it was the policies leading up to Obama that led to the housing crisis and black wealth in the form of houses were massively wiped out and didn't really recover post 2007. I, I don't know what kind of mental gymnastics you have to do. To, to, to try to blame that one on Obama. Um, but but I, some Republicans do it. I've seen it happen before, but yeah. McCarthy was right, says, my body is so ready for this. Thanks for getting such a great lineup together, big guy. Thank you so much, and I've enjoyed uh, enjoyed this very much, actually, as well, myself. So uh, I agree with you. Thank you. Uh, public Intellectual, and thank these gentlemen for coming on. Uh, public Intellectual says, Jared Taylor was the first person YouTube banned, and he's as milk toast as it gets. If these views were unpopular, they wouldn't have to ban them. I guess that would be directed towards you, Destiny. What do you say to that? Uh, platforms can ban things for all sorts of reasons. If they are enforced like hate speech policies or whatever, like I, I don't, I would have to see the particular reason why they're banned. 99% of the time, and everybody knows this because you're all friends with people on forums. Whenever a friend comes up to you and is like, oh yeah, I got banned and I didn't do, even do anything wrong or like in league, you're like, oh really? Can I see the logs? What was the ban reason? It's always for some crazy shit that they didn't actually fess up to when they originally got banned. That being said, um, I'm sure there are people that get banned for reasons on these platforms that I don't agree with. I've been banned on a lot of these platforms for a variety of reasons. So, you know, I'm sure that, you know, there are probably some people that get banned for reasons why, you know, they shouldn't be. But, I mean, every platform has the right to enforce their own terms of service. And a lot of that, unfortunately, for some people, excludes hate speech. And for some reason, a lot of people can't seem to advocate on behalf of white groups without also engaging in hate speech at the same time. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that, again, that's nonsense. The guy, the guy was pointing out, Jared Taylor, who is a very, very gentle, gentlemanly, well-spoken guy who doesn't use racial slurs, who doesn't advocate for any violence. You know that. I know that. Ralph knows that. People in the chat know that. He was banned because he talked sense. People were viewing him too much, and the platform didn't like the fact he was popular. If he was unpopular and only 10 people were watching him, and the 10 people watching him all gave him downvotes, the platform wouldn't care. The platform only cares when people like Jared Taylor are popular and people overwhelmingly vote up their content. And when you have videos with millions of views with a 97% to 3% like to dislike ratio, the platform culling that is clearly saying to those millions of viewers, this isn't acceptable, but for no good reason. All right. Now let's see. Uh, there's a couple more here. Here, actually, let me read these off interview first. Uh, K Max McDonald got that in. Uh, Vipin87 says, I want to see Mel Gibson as Anne Frank. Uh, that's what he said. I would, uh, I'd probably, I'd probably watch that for sure. K Max McDonald says, When does Destiny feel segments of the left abandon class issues and totally focused on race? I hear Surf's TV constantly say, All white people feel great as individuals based on their skin color. What about a poor white versus a rich? non-white 
Yeah, anybody that openly identifies as a socialist or communist on the internet is a fucking moron. So don't listen to any of those people. <laughs> uh, the surface is a lot of stupid shit. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I knew you weren't too hot on the surface. Actually, I knew where that was about to head. American Ascent says the YouTube apocalypse was driven by one journalist, Carlos Maza. LOL. It wasn't some big grassroots movement driven by mass public support. The vast, vast majority of normal people didn't give a shit. That's what he said. British Gammon also said, well said, Mark. Let's see. And Digi says, Destiny, I've got a peer-reviewed study that says, he says, it says you're a pussy, is what it says. Um, uh, now, let's see. Um, I'm trying to look for questions, too. Uh, Flashbang Friend says, Honest Abe sent the army south to collect the revenue, not to free the slaves. Learn your history. He says, fair call out as well. Destiny has the Spanish flag colors behind him. Do you have a, those are your Spanish flag colors? And he says, can I get a fuck Hassan? Uh, is what he said at the end. I don't know. Uh, flashbang friend said, Destiny. Okay, we read that one. Uh, let's see. There are a couple more over here and then a couple more. TTS and then we'll do closing. Uh, came, actually, there's a few that want to call in too if you guys have time. But KMX McDonald says, does Destiny think that when China or Israel harms their minorities, our media and government is less quick to condemn them? Is this racially based? This is a good question. Is this racially based because they are not white? Or a more financial motive? That's a good question, too. Uh, China has been very harsh on the Uyghurs. Um, what was the question about? Whether, why don't we condemn China as hard they for said, the um, Do they think that our media is slower to condemn China or Israel when they mistreat minorities versus, you know, stuff here? Uh, and is it racial or is there a financial motive behind it? Which was also a good follow-up. Um, I, it feels like any time there is like an issue with a certain group of people, like different sides are claiming to clamor, like, you know, about like who did what. So like when there's a shooting, people on the right desperately wanted to be a black person or Muslim. When it's on the left, people desperately wanted to be like a high school kid that shot up a place that who's white. Um, I mean, you'd be lying to say that like everybody doesn't play these games or trying to like claim or unclaim like certain types of shooters or violent people. Um, it happens. It's cringe. I don't think you should do it. I encourage people not to do it. I fight with people to do it, but yeah, I think that when it comes to talking about other countries, um, it gets very strange. Um, I, I know like on the left, there's a lot of mixed messaging over. Um, so for instance, something like the hijab for Muslim communities. Um, some people on the left will say, well, if you're part of a religious group, you have a right to determination in terms of how you want to you know, play this out. Other people will say, well, no, it doesn't matter. Um, the hijab is something that's necessarily discriminatory towards women, period. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. There, there's, there, I, don't, I don't think that like the left is unified in terms of either condemning or not condemning certain groups of people for certain actions. Some people on the left want to hold the whole world to the same moral standard. Other people on the left want to make different exceptions for different communities. Uh, I don't think there's a unified answer on that. Real quick, follow up on that, Mark. You got anything to say on that? Or no, it's mostly directed. Well, of course. So the media is, by its nature, anti white. So whenever white people do anything, no matter how small, it's amplified. So if a white person does something that the media perceives to be bad, it is amplified massively. So if a white person went into a restaurant and uh, didn't tip a black waiter, that could be national news. That could be a huge outcry. You know, you could see something massive there. Whereas, you know, if Israel decides to dispatch the helicopter gunships to machine gun Palestinian children on a beach, uh, for some reason, the media isn't so keen about uh, 
covering that and they're not so keen about covering that because of the people who own the media and the media's massive anti-white bias so of course the media tries to turn any perceived injustice that whites perpetrate against non-whites into a national story but equally bury stories where uh, other racial groups act in ways which are often far worse than any white has or would ever act all right uh joe r says the 85 percent Statistic the Destiny quoted is in regard to all cases of CSE, not just grooming gangs. The report summary begins by discussing grooming gangs and then pivots in that paragraph to talking about all kinds of CSE, hoping no one will notice. Uh, is how they described it. Uh, and again, I haven't read the report, so I couldn't say one way or the other. Django Geek says, To Mark, we already teach about slavery in the most milk toast, watered down, contextualized way possible. If some we if some white people still feel guilty about it, uh, then that's on them, uh, is how he described it. Now, also, let me see, before I turn on the text-to-speech, I'll look uh, and make sure that they're not too uh, too crazy uh, here. <laughs> they seem to be They seem to be okay. Also, there's a couple more on Odyssey. Uh, I'll read those real quick, too. Holy smokes. Let me scroll down. Thank you guys for the support. Major support. Godzilla 37 says diversity is only in traditional white countries. Destiny. Are the Chinese about to be race mixed out? The Nigerians, the Egyptians? No. Then he's saying you're being, you're being disingenuous uh, by not acknowledging. What was it called about? Like that he other said, people aren't going to be race mixed. Race mixed yeah, out. He said it's not a danger in those countries. I guess that their main racial uh, majority is going to be. A minority, right? Like that they're staying on. Oh, top. maybe I don't know. I don't care. I don't speak for other countries or whatever. If people be like, "Oh, what about Japan or whatever?" It's like, I don't know. There's a lot of like racial majority countries that try to maintain that. If they want to do that, I knock themselves out. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not here to speak for policies of other countries. That is no, the point he's making. The point he's making is that the drive to dispossess people of the nations they founded or their ancestral homeland overwhelmingly affects white people. It doesn't affect other racial groups. There isn't this mass... For example, there's not a huge um, effort, international effort, to make sure that Israel's a multicultural state where Jews are no longer the majority. That isn't happening. There's no massive effort to get people to move to uh, black countries or countries in Asia. And I don't think there's a massive international effort to force any particular country to change their, like, I don't think there's pressure from like European countries to, for the United States to change its immigration policy or whatever. Like, well, there's massive, there's massive pressures on Western countries to take migrants. In, in, in turn, well, to take migrants or to take refugees. There's a difference to take migrants. I, I think that the pressures are generally internal to those countries. As an American, I can confidently say that nobody in America gives a fuck about what any European country has to say about our immigration policy. Absolutely. They care about, they care about what a small group of uh, Middle Easterners think about your immigration policy. I, I, I don't think that. anybody in the United States cares about what Jewish people think about our immigration policy nobody in the united oh, states says, what can I? okay well you we don't know how the average american votes is pretty obvious but <clears throat> well what it, what about the politicians though versus the average american uh, i no, mean what i I'm think saying is politicians listen to what the average american voter is pushing for and it's not there generally for other groups to pressure you to change your immigration policy there are groups like israel which is a jewish supposed uh, well an israeli uh, refugee charity that exists not to bring refugees to Israel, but exists to help refugees reach Europe. Well, I find that very funny. I find it very interesting that um, 
Israel often, or people who are supporters of Israel, often weigh in on Western politics and tells the West how many uh, migrants they should be taking, that open borders is good for them, that Absolutely Europe should be not. Israel, Netanyahu, we don't talk, they don't talk about, they're talking about refugee policy sometimes, but and maybe I've missed it, but I can't remember the last time an Israeli prime minister is saying to the United States, I think you need to up the number of... Hispanic I didn't say an Israeli prime minister, I said... People who are supporters of Israel or people within so Israel Americans or policy or, or people who try to influence policy who are Jewish always call Americans. open borders yeah. for the West, but at the same time call for closed borders and an ethno state for Israel. And what I'm saying is that nobody, nobody is calling for an ethno state in Israel. Nobody. Israel one. is an ethno state. Israel is not an ethno state. It has the nation state law enshrining Jews as a special group that should be set Jew is not orders. an ethnicity. There are multiple yes, ethnic groups within the Jew. Is it possible to marry into a Jewish family and then gain citizenship to Israel? It's amazing, isn't it? Because wait, no, 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 no. Answer, that wait, answer that question. Answer that question. Wait, that, it's super easy. Yes wait. or no? Can you marry into a Jewish family, become Jewish, and and go to Israel? I'm. If you claim Israeli Can citizenship, you? you have to prove yeah. that you are um, of Jewish heritage, and Jewish, Jewish heritage, heritage is something is yeah. something that shows up on a DNA test. No, and you're, leading, you're you're either lying or you're dead wrong. No. So tell me, so tell me, can I marry a Jewish person and become Jewish and get an no. Israeli citizen? You don't think that's possible? No, Jewish people who are Jewish, it's largely seen as being on the mother's side of the family. You have to actually prove mm-hmm. uh, Jewish heritage. You might be able to go there as a spouse or you're, partner, you're, you're, but that doesn't make you that doesn't make no, you Jewish. It does make you Jewish. You can no. absolutely become Jewish and it's not an ethno state. Also, Jew is not an ethnicity. There are at least five distinct different groups of Jewish people. I'm Funny sure how they turn up on DNA tests, isn't it? Uh, it, but it, it and how leading are, rabbis are, in Israel well, it, suggest would, that I, DNA tests should be used as a, well, as a prerequisite. I would say you should go to Israel and maybe talk to some people, but I don't know if you'd be <laughs> welcome there. Um, no, there are, there are absolutely different groups ethnically of Jewish people. There are at least four or five different distinct groups. And this is true because even in Israel, different Jewish ethnic groups will fight against other different Jewish ethnic groups sometimes, depending on whether you're Ashkenazi or or whether you're part of the, um, there are darker skinned Jewish ethnic groups, believe it or not, um, to say that Jewishness is one distinct cultural ethnic thing is not true. They can be proved by DNA. It's absolutely not true. And two, other people, other people can marry into Jewish families or become Jewish and get and get Israeli citizenship. It's not an ethnic thing. It's not done by DNA. So Israel is not an ethno state. Uh, wait, Moving wait, wait, away wait, from that, wait, I'm still wait, responding wait, to the original wait, thing wait. you said. Israeli I can't, I can't even citizenship respond. is different. Wait, wait. I can't, I can't even respond to the Okay, point. let him let him give him all the time. Go ahead, take all the time. Okay, so n- number two, there are probably different immigration concerns for the United States versus Israel. That's not very surprising to me. Like, I don't know how many Americans are trying to say that, like, Iraq should be open to an infinite number of immigrants from Iran and Syria, much the same that I don't know why Americans would say Israel should have the same immigration policy as the United States. That's nonsense to even suggest that. And to try to say, to try to say well, Jews in the United States have a different opinion between Jewish borders and Israel and American borders in America is just another way of saying Americans in America think that we should have different immigration policy than Israel should have for Israel, which is obviously true. No. What you've got here is, again, massive hypocrisy. You have groups in the UK, like the British Board of Deputies, which is the most powerful Jewish group in the UK, and these support um, the state of Israel and the state of Israel's policy on closed borders and maintaining a Jewish supermajority within Israel and um, support the nation-state law that Israel has, which defines Jews as a special group apart from all others that the nation should put first, and at the same time call for open borders for Britain, compassion for refugees, for refugees to come in. 
saying that is hypocrisy to say that one state and one group of people should be able to maintain its ethnic um group should maintain its borders to prevent people coming in should not be multicultural because that puts uh the jewish people at risk in israel but on the same page they then state that the indigenous people of britain should open their borders let people in multiculturalism is going to be great for the british people that's just hypocrisy that is simple hypocrisy so if you're four years old and you think every single country should have every single policy be the exact same same thing, I, I can understand why you might think that that's... That's not what I said. Thing, but, what, that's not what I said. Um, What's, what I said is yeah. a group of people who state that it should be closed borders for Israel and Israel should maintain a Jewish supermajority, who then say that it should be open borders for Britain and the indigenous Britons shouldn't be interested about maintaining... What does indigenous Britons even mean to you? What does that mean to you when you say that? Which the English, the Irish, the Scots, and the Welsh, the people who make up. When you say English, Scott, like, are you, what, like, is a fourth generation immigrant who's very black? Oh, my God. No. I'm just curious. because No, that's, we're, not going in, we're not going into Sargonisms here. We're not I'm going not, out. I'm, not probably, I'm just curious what an indigenous oh. Britain is to you, or an indigenous then, Irish you know person. I'm just curious I'm what that means to you. Thesaurus <laughs> or dictionary or definition machine. Ralph, you've made loads of super chats off this. Buy the guy a dictionary or a thesaurus. Get <laughs> okay. it in the post. You can well, I didn't know I would treat you so much. People can super chat him a word and he can look it up in his dictionary Jesus. as the sword. Oh, I've got a new definition for you. You got to get me what, what triggers these guys first. What is I don't know. I would set this guy up so much. I'll go back to my game. Go ahead. What's the next question? (laughs) And also, you can't make the joke that I made a few minutes earlier. That was that was my joke. You've got to come up with your own like witticism. But I actually was playing a game. I just did it. I just took your joke. It's multiculturalism. I'm a melting pot of humor over here. I think I did it better too. So I don't think you did. I don't think you did. All right, now <laughs> I've lost my place here. Okay, Archie says whites don't want to be a minority. We were never asked. Survey shows that more than seventy percent of white Brits do not want to be a minority. Living with whites or in China isn't a human right. Uh, I don't get them, but and then he says voting lines are highly race based. Diversity will end democracy and reinforce tribalism. Uh, what do you think about that uh, statement at the end? Uh, destiny. It's a threat um, to democracy. Reinforces tribalism. That's what he said. It was a threat to democracy, basically. What is tribalism? Diversity. Oh, um, I mean, I don't think so. But okay. I mean, uh, we're learning that in the United States right now. Um, the people on the left kind of just took the Hispanic vote for granted, and the people on the right thought that they would never reach Hispanic voters, and that trend is starting to change scarily fast um and we're starting to see more oh. and more hispanic people voting for she conservatives and supporting conservatives. so the idea that oh, oh, it's a really weird archaic idea that like certain uh, immigrant groups are always going to support uh certain parties or whatever i don't think that's necessarily true i think that a lot of people can vote in different ways depending on um, where their political or social interests lie all right now i thought you were done talking there that's what started playing no right, you're good don't worry about let it let me see if it'll play will it play again oh here it goes there it goes okay Destiny implied the education teaches slavery in context. He knows that isn't true and so do his followers. Alternative sources are the only place you can learn about the Arab rule, etc. What do you say? Nobody learns about the Arab slave trade. I feel like we learned about the slave trade of the world, but it's been, it's been like 20 years since I've been to school learning about this shit, okay? But I feel like I remember learning about all the different countries that did uh, slave trades during, like, obviously we touch on American and European slavery more, but that's because that's what our background is. All right, now let's try uh, the power chart. I wonder if I'll have to start it myself or... 
Jesus Christ. Godzilla $0.37.3. Destiny talks about how all races are being bred out into a mixed race. Liar. All other races have their own home countries. Dipshit. Absolute snake equals destiny. What is the home country of an African-American descendant of a slave in the United States? That's like the worst example to possibly bring up. It's not the worst example. What the guy is saying is very simple to understand. He is saying quite clearly that if you go to Africa today, there are a number of nations and states which are there for African people, run by African people, and they are not under threat of being bred out. But what he's equally saying is when you come to Europe, European people are being bred out and are becoming minorities and ancestral. I don't understand what you didn't understand about that super chat. There are like four or five ongoing genocides in Africa today. And you're trying to talk to me about a white genocide and your go-to examples. Well, in Africa, there are lots of black people living happily in their own nations. First of all, I'm pretty sure if you're a white person, you could probably immigrate to a lot of these areas. Number one, I know they're intentionally trying to enforce some uh, uh, some cultural or some ethnic homogeneity. All right. And then number two, there's still a lot of killing and stuff down there that makes these places not safe for these people either. I, I don't know. I have no idea what the fuck this point is supposed to establish. Over, yeah, it's gone over his head. It's gone over his head. Move on, Ralph. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to yeah, read some of these because it'll take I'm just going to read through them because it'll take too I love TTS but it's going to take too long to let it all play. night. I mean, yeah that's why I'm just going to read through them that's what I'm saying yeah I'm going to read through these Jesse Lee Peterson I don't know if that's really him this is, Destiny that's a woman's name you were raised by your daddy and mama that makes you half a man and half woman you are a beta you're not a real man beta I just have one question for you beta do you love black people we know he loves black we watched that <laughs> it's just hilarious by the way um now now, let's see where am I at okay there's more on this page we got that one in God of Conquest 91 says page 35 paragraphs Paragraph 5.5 of the Independent Inquiry into Child Sexual Exploitation Report on the Rotherham Government website says the majority of the perpetrators were from minority ethnic communities described as, quote, Asian males. Gorgil 37 says you can't spell disingenuous piece of shit without destiny or D-E-N-S-I. Well, you get it, whatever. And he says, well, I don't know why. Yeah, I was about to say, that doesn't fit. Uh, but <laughs> then he says, please forward this to destiny. Maybe he can buy some balls and shoulders, he said. But I don't see. There's no link attached, though. So maybe I'm missing something there. But uh, Godzilla 91 says, From the same home office report, Destiny keeps citing page 8, paragraph 7. A number of high-profile cases, including the offending in Rotherham, have mainly involved men of Pakistani ethnicity. Uh, then he admonishes you to read more closely, he says. I did read more closely, but this is what I was attacking Mark over. There were a number of high-profile cases, but that doesn't mean the majority of the cases or the majority of the people that engaged in that type of uh, is like child-grooming rape behavior or whatever. There were some high-profile cases that were of Pakistani people, so people saw those high-profile cases and they extrapolated it to, oh, most of the rapists must have been Pakistani. Dan Bigfoot says, racial mixing plus migration means European population gets mixed and replaced. Only one group believes they are com commanded by God to do it. Deuteronomy 2519, quote, blot out the memory of Amalek. Uh, Pepe says, so by Destiny's logic, we could limit USA immigration to Europeans and people married to Europeans, and that wouldn't make it an ethnostate. Destiny just solved it for us, he said. A European isn't an ethnicity, so I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea what that means. Homo Trolley says, can Destiny or the good man, Mr. Collett, explain to me why the most melanated, melanated part of my white-skinned body is my butthole? As he said, I don't know if they can explain that. I don't think anybody can explain that. Jesus. Destiny says, um, 
He says race mixing is rare, he said. Uh, and then he makes My understanding up. is that people are doing more interracial marriages, and that number is going up and up and up every generation in the United States. Maybe it's not. I wonder in... why. I wonder why. Could it well... be because there's a concerted effort in the media and advertising agencies in Hollywood to present interracial couples as the most desirable kind of coupling? I mean, you only have to watch British uh, Christmas adverts to see that virtually every family featured is mixed race, yet mixed race families only make up a tiny minority in Britain. And again, this... Actually, this point, which we didn't even get into tonight, does show, again, part of the big picture. It's another part of this big picture. The press, social media, um, Hollywood, uh, television companies, advertising companies always present a vastly disproportionate number of mixed-race couples. Why do they do that? Why don't they just present what actually exists in Britain? Because they have an agenda. And this agenda is to promote something and to seed the idea that something takes place on a much wider level than it does to promote it. Absolutely true. Um, I used to be, I remember for my first wife, I thought about having kids so much, but every time I would see another commercial with another mixed race family, I was just thinking, God, I wish I could marry a Hispanic lady and have some kids. And I think that's why my first marriage didn't work out, actually, when I, when I think back on it. Godzilla. I watched a lot of commercials back then, though. I think I was watching too much TV. Godzilla 37 says, yeah, because you said uh, it's not just the whites are being bred out. Uh, you countered with others are too, the Chinese, etc. So F you again, Destiny. Uh, Pesatron says the most passionate Destiny show tonight was when describing culturally, culturally homeless and lost U.S. blacks, yet claims to not understand why white people should be upset about increasingly marginalized white culture and history in U.K. And then he says anti-white. Surprise. I've never said anything about not understanding uh, like why white people might feel shitty in the United States. I think there's a lot of issues with how we address groups of people in the Western world. Some... I think that the uh, I think that the, the, the constant I even said earlier the constant idea yeah. that you'd be like fuck white people, white genocide, mayo side. But if you were to ever say anything like that about like Asian people, black people, Hispanic people, people would jump down your throat. Um, I think that's super ultra cringe. And then I think so, so you are agreeing with me then. Um, I, I, I on the most superficial level possible, which I guess is the only level you operate on. Sure, I agree with you, Mark. Um, I think it's really cringe when you have like groups of people People that think it's okay to shit on white people and they do so openly, but then every other group is protected. But I, I mean, think is that really a superficial point? That's what I've been saying all oh, wait, night. That's not a superficial point necessarily. I mean, that's kind it's of a, a superficial big... point because I see where it comes from because I'm I'm more mature than a four year old, but Mark thinks it's an intentional move towards dispossessing well, white people. I think that it's unfortunately can... the reaction of <laughs> way too much corporate say... influence, way too many people that are caught up in the council culture, way too many people that have too much power online on social media, and way too much uh, pressure on advertisers to buckle to the like slightly controversial thing whatever they see but, to, to like yeah hold on you so can say, wait wait hold on everything i Go said ahead. earlier on you've just admitted that what i've said is true you've just admitted that it is okay absolutely to dunk on whites and to say whatever you want about Mark, i've never i have never said anything different than that ever i don't like this is why i said before i don't think you know who you're talking to or i don't even know if you know what the conversation is about our conversation even even ralph had to pull you in several times on this our conversation has never been are there like people that act shitty towards whites and the mainstream media more so than other groups it's obviously true nobody would deny that but your argument is that there's an intentional effect there to breed out the white race led by a group of mysterious men so behind the scenes for every single country basically what you're saying is more or less everything i pointed out tonight is right but you don't think there's intentionality behind it so everything's just one big coincidence it's not a coincidence let me catch you up to the last two hours of conversation what i'm saying my issue is conspiracy theorists i'm explaining to you don't worry i'll I'll talk slowly (laughs) okay 
my issue with people that speak sometimes in conspiracy, and I don't mean that in a negative way, I mean when you say there's a giant plan orchestrated, is that you'll take a collection of facts that could have what is otherwise a reasonable explanation and then sort of ham-fist this idea of white genocide. So when there are cops covering for other cops, instead of it being dirty cops covering for dirty cops, it becomes white genocide. When there are advertisers that are worried that somebody engaging in hate speech might cause people to do a big boycotting campaign, like what happened in 2017 on YouTube, instead of seeing that as, well, you know, advertisers want to make money, you say white genocide. Or when you see some white people that are like, man, I've had a really good life. I feel bad. A lot of people in the US have really shitty lives. Maybe I like hate myself or maybe there's like slavery fucked everything up and now I feel bad for it. Whereas I see like normal white liberal guilt that's cringe. You see white genocide. Our whole conversation has been about you and me agreeing descriptively on a lot of facts, but you trying to ham-fist a white genocide explanation for everything. So I think there's plenty good reasonable explanation for why people act the way they do in every other circumstance. So basically what you're saying is I'm a conspiracy theorist, but people in the chat are calling you a coincidence theorist. So whereas I look at the breadcrumbs and I see where they're heading and I see a pattern in this, you just see things pointing all in the same direction, but then you put your thumbs in your ears and scream coincidence and that's it. So one of the best things that humans can do is find patterns where they don't exist. It's one of the biggest things that gave us an advantage in the wilderness, and it's one of the things that fucks us up the most today. If you wander in accidentally to literally any psych course for the first like six months, you're going to lead. You're going to learn about a whole bunch of things that explain your entire worldview. For instance, why you can say with a straight face, "I don't agree with a massive report on rape because I saw four news stories from Sky News and the Daily Mail for what is actually happening." Right? Yeah, I, I can't engage with that type, with that level of thought. There's no, there's no back and forth that can happen there. Okay. Well, right. I think that last point has been very illuminating and interesting. I Absolutely. agree. Absolutely. I, I'm glad we hit that too. All right, real quick, caller. Destiny, one last question. Oh, go ahead. Go is ahead. it a coincidence or is it a coincidence? You know what I actually think it is? I think that it's a conspiracy by white people to destroy every other country. I think that what's happening is, is I think white people are trying to take all of the smartest and best workers from other countries and they're importing them to white countries and then we're going to breed with them to make superhuman white babies. They get all the intelligence of the white people and all the hard work ethic and whatever else we import from the other people and we're destroying every other country. So I don't think it's actually white genocide. I think every single place where you see white genocide, it's actually white supremacy. You are actually the one advocating for white genocide because you're advocating for white people to remain in closed borders where we can't take on the most powerful and best immigrants from other countries. You want the weakest, whitest NBA team imaginable. And, and, and the white supremacist people that you call the white genociders are actually bringing the strongest immigrants ever that we can breed into our own population make super white people. I think you're actually the you're, you're like a psyop. You're the one that's actually encouraging the real white genocide by inbreeding and eliminating the white race. Disgusting, Mark. No. Well, <laughs> do you, do do we want to take callers real quick, or I mean, we've hit well, I think we've kind of wrapped up. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of I, again, I kind of feel the do same way. Closing points, I mean, it's been two yeah, hours. that's the thing. I said this was going to be two hours. Well, now, so hey, you man, it got to me good. So you could make more super chats. No, no, it's a good conversation. I like to keep it going. When uh, when Ralph's make when Ralph's making the coin, he likes to milk <laughs> it. He'd have this as a six-hour stream if he could. Oh boy! Also speaking, I know that uh, Fuentes is wanting to talk to you again, Destiny, about vaccines. I've been hearing uh, some noise about that, so maybe. Yeah, but I've got like seven people that want to schedule that debate. Right. So well, I'll, finally gets it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll talk to you about it soon then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, uh, okay. So we'll, let's just do closing statements. I'll let Mark start off and let Destiny get to. Southern Dingo off. wants to be a caller though, doesn't he? He's just messaging me saying, "Can he be the one caller?" So that's up to you, Ralph. Uh. All right, go ahead, Dingo. Are you there? Uh, yeah, Mike. Yeah, what's How up, you man? 
Can you hear me? Yeah, can can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Fucking um, can Mark hear me, mate? I can. Okay, great. Destiny, just wanted to tell you. Uh, the only way anybody would say that Destiny won this debate is if they got your two names confused, mate. How does it feel? Is this L bigger than the last dildo your wife put in your bum? That was amazing, my dude. You're I'm sure the fucking question, Destiny. Three hours to hammer that one out. Yeah, what else did you write up? <laughs> Just that. All right, man. <laughs> Mark you. wins. Thank you, Dingo. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to do closing statements? Who wants to go first? Do you want to go first, Destiny, or do you want me to? No, I'll let you go first. I think I well. Technically, you should go first because I did the opening statement first. But it's, uh, okay, I'll go first. You want me? To, I don't have anything written down, so I don't have anything written down either. I'm not going to write anything down. But it, it's. Uh, I mean, I can go first if you want. But it's up to you. Oh, yeah. You went first for the opening. Yeah, statement. just go yeah, ahead. So, but basically, my issue when I have conversations related to white genocide is establishing the intentionality part is always something that's done through a ton of inferencing. Um, we can collect a whole bunch of random facts and we can tell literally any story we want about any particular thing. People do this when they make reality TV shows. You can watch really good clips of how you can cut together anything to make something look a certain way. There are plenty of stories that happen in, in today's world. We're at a planet of, what do we have, 8 billion people now? Um, you can collect any number of stories to tell any overarching narrative that you want. I think that when it comes time to looking at like what society is doing or what direction we're heading, if you want to establish that there's actually a plan to go somewhere, I think it's really important to be able to say, this person wants to do this. You can see that because they're doing this and they've stated this reason for that and people are supporting them for this reason. When your entire system of intentional white genocide relies on every single level of people acting in an unintentional manner, I think that it's far less conspiratorial and way more reasonable to say, actually, you know what? Everybody's probably acting the way they want to because they think they're affecting some other outcome and not actually engaging in in a, in a manner of white genocide to eliminate the white race. Well, I'm going to say pretty much the opposite of this. I'm actually shocked towards the end of this debate to how much Destiny actually agreed with things that I was saying. It's just he believes these things are all happening independently by some, you know, cosmic coincidence. All these anti-white things are all coincidentally happening all over. You know, all of these mixed-race couples on the TV... It's just a coincidence. All of these cover-ups of horrific anti-white crimes, it's a coincidence. All of this anti-white hatred being taught in schools, it's all of a coincidence. And we can go on and on because everything's a coincidence. Now, I do believe there is a conspiracy. There doesn't seem to be a debate over whether we are becoming a minority, whether we're being bred out, we are. And I believe that is intentional. I also believe that is a bad thing. One thing we didn't really get into is whether white people becoming a minority would be a bad thing, but the debate has come to a close. I believe it will be. And I just urge everyone tonight, not necessarily from my side of the political spectrum, but from the people watching over on Destiny's YouTube, to just look into some of the things that I said. Have an open mind, look into it, do a bit of your own research, because it is an important topic. And if you take anything away from what Destiny said tonight, I think it was a bit of a slip he made earlier, because I was talking about how terrible rape was, how terrible it was for people to suffer like that, that these rapes that happen in the UK are absolutely foul. And he, at one point, he seemed to be snickering. And he said, no, um, he doesn't think racism is acceptable. He substituted in his mind the word racism for rape or rapist. 
And I think that tells you a lot about the mind of people like Destiny, that in his mind, there is no greater evil than racism. Racism is even worse than rape. That's what it kind of implied. And I think a lot of people on his side of the political divide believe that. And it is that kind of nonsense that has been seeded into our people that prevents our people from defending themselves because people are so desperate to avoid being called racist. They're so desperate to avoid being publicly wrecked and being thought of as somebody who advocates for their own race that they will stand idly by as hundreds of thousands of white girls are raped by grooming gangs. And I think that tells you the core of the problem. White people have been indoctrinated to hate themselves. That is part of a concerted effort that is aimed at our people to reduce our people to a minority. And when we are a minority, things are going to get a lot worse. I urge you to look into the things I've said. I urge you to take on what I've said tonight, at least some of those things. And I hope you've enjoyed the debate. Please follow me on Odyssey, at Mark Collett. Follow me on Telegram. Follow me on Gab. And thank you for being here tonight with us. And thank you to Ethan for hosting it. Thank you both, gentlemen. Uh, always a pleasure to have both of you uh, here on the show. So thank you so much. Happy New Year to you both. Hope to see you again soon. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much, Destiny. You have a good one too, man. Have fun, buddy. All right, now let me switch... Switch tabs here. That was a fun one, I have to say. Uh, let me see. Oh, there we go. Oh, now they're going to come out. of Conquest. Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. I'll play those in a minute. I'll play those in a minute. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Um. All right. Now let me. There's the shirt on the screen. Very cool. I didn't think that was rude. It wasn't rude. This mind chat said rude. I don't think so. Same okay. All right, now I thought it was uh, I thought it was a fun a fun discussion. We got more stuff coming, by the way. Don't leave. Should I turn on the other um, outlets too? Uh, I think maybe. Do we need a song after that? I don't know. Should we? We haven't had a tequila sunrise today. Should we do a song? I kind of want to hear the Tequila Sunrise song, too. Oh, what is this? Damn, cheese it Snacks. Holy shit. Damn, I got an amazing woman here. Oh, Eminem Sue, what the fuck? Successful. Did you see some of the debate? I saw it all. Really? 